Okay, team, listen up. We've got a new predator on the loose. Not you, Blue. The predator we're talking about is the coronavirus. And I'm gonna help you spot the main symptoms in the wild. First, watch out for a high fever. Second, a dry cough like this. Third, trouble breathing. It might even sound like this. Whoa, whoa, back up, Blue. Don't forget about social distancing. Keep at least six feet away from anyone you don't live with. Good job, Blue. We all have to be extra vigilant if we want to beat this virus, even if we don't have any symptoms. That means always protecting ourselves and each other, because this virus, it's invisible. It's made up of germs just like these. It could literally be anywhere. It attacks our bodies. Oh, Blue! Hang on, Blue. Drop it. Drop it. It's okay, girl. It's okay. Which brings me to my last point. Always wash your hands thoroughly for at least 20 seconds with soap and warm water. No! Hey, come back here! Remember, we're all in this together. Teamwork is our best defense. Blue? Blue? No! Don't eat the soap! Drop that right now! Oh, should be burping bubbles for a week! Everyone, remain everybody and welcome to the 240th episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. Now, I feel like we're having a bit of a, a Groundhog's Day moment here because Jurassic World Dominion is restarting filming this week. Now, we know this this uh, film started production a long, long time ago, and a lot of stuff has happened in between, but uh, I'm, st- I'm still feeling a little uneasy about the return at this point, but it's, it's happening, and I hope together that we can all wish the cast and crew an extremely safe production during this uncertain time. Uh, and it, it is something that we talk a lot about in today's episode. Um, we, we, of course, hope that they can deliver the film that they've envisioned and mostly keep everybody healthy and safe that is like the most important thing i want a great film but keep everybody healthy and safe while doing it uh but also i wanted to mention that uh it's that time again guys that uh productions you know restart so of course there's gonna be um you know reveals and stuff from the cast and crew that stuff's great i am so excited to see what colin trevorrow reveals what everybody else reveals um but also there's gonna be either set leaks or you know information coming out that you might not want to see so just keep your keep yourself vigilant check your spoiler policy right now see what you want to know about or don't know about um but uh also if you're thinking about posting that stuff 
please try not to for the sake of everybody else because not everybody wants to see spoiler content whether it's you know an image a set photo a leak uh you know whatever it may be an animatronic a story detail just try to keep it safe and clean for those who don't want to see everything um put it behind a click or put a cover image that says spoiler uh behind here if you're doing something on instagram or whatever just try to make it cool for everybody else to 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 see the movie that they want to see or the way they want to see it um but i i am very excited uh by all of this production i am ready to keep this podcast fun exciting and of course continue our in-depth conversations uh you know but we'll of course try to keep everything spoiler free if you want spoiler content on this podcast we'll definitely keep it after the credits it'll be after i say all the stuff about where you can find us and all that good stuff it'll be at the very end of the show but uh of course i'll warn you guys ahead of time in the intros i'll say hey guys today we're going to be discussing spoilers at the very end of the show so stick around um so i'll let you guys know ahead of time but enough of all this conversation in this episode we are back with your letters and calls for the Jurassic Mailbag. Uh, Jennifer Evans once again joins me to sift through the mailbag and get to the bottom of all of your thoughts and concerns. So we've got a long one for you. It's another, you know, over two and a half hour episode here. Um, And just in case you want to be a part of this next iteration, the next one uh, in August, whenever that is, um, go ahead and call our voicemail line at 732-825- 7763 you can email us audio files or your questions to jurassic park pod at gmail.com or of course you can head to our contact page at jurassic park podcast.com to fill out that contact form now even though you haven't heard this week's episode just yet we are already collecting questions for the next mailbag so of course uh before we get into the mailbag i'd like to take care of some business uh for everybody that donated to our Jurassic Gives Back uh, donation drive for Color of Change. We will be uh, announcing all the winners and everything this week, so stay tuned. I have a lot of stuff behind the scenes to take care of to get all that stuff uh, squared away. We're going to pick those winners. We're going to obviously donate all the money, all the proceeds that was donated, and get you guys your prize packs and whoever wins the opportunity to come on the Jurassic Wire. I am so, so excited to pick all of these these winners. There's going to be a bunch of winners. I'm so ready, Um, but keep your eyes peeled this week on our social media channels. We'll probably put something on the website or wherever it is and uh, maybe even announce them next week on the show. But man, I am so excited to get those results out there for you guys. But again, thank you so, so much to everybody who donated. You are all so awesome. I I can't believe you all came through like that. Uh, It really makes me happy and it makes me excited for the future of giving back, you know, from this community. Uh, It's such a great community. It's so fun to be a part of. And I know you are all such kind people. And I'm very excited to help give back from our awesome community. So this is just the beginning. Stay tuned and we'll let you know if we have other things that we want to do in the future. Now, uh, over on our YouTube uh, channel, uh, we actually did a bunch of videos last week. So... If you listen to the Jurassic Wire last week, we we uh, always break it up into different topics and stuff like that, as always. But we've started doing the video as well. So we're recording ourselves talking as we're doing the show. And uh, this week, we actually split up 
instead of doing one long video, which would have been like three hours long or something like that, we actually split it up into different topics. So we're going to be doing this from the uh, from now on with the YouTube channel. So uh, with our wire episodes, like we split it up into one video about Dodgson, which is uh some of our awesome theories, which I think are pretty cool. Uh, we also did one about Jurassic World Dominion's return, the Mementosaurus, toys and collectibles, like Chronicle Collectibles stuff and Mattel stuff, and uh, also an, a video about Jurassic World, the movie exhibition. So that was our Wire topic uh, summary. We, we did one video per each topic. And also, a shout-out to Mattel. Thank you guys so, so much for sending me the Dennis Nedry uh, three and three quarter inch, uh, you know, with the Barbasol can figure. It is so incredibly cool. Um, I love the Barbasol can that it comes in, the stand, the the voice uh, recordings that, that play when you push down on the can. The figure itself is phenomenal. Mattel sent that to us, and uh, I went ahead and I reviewed it. It is up on our YouTube channel, so go ahead, check the show notes. I'll put a link for that video in the show notes. Uh, go to our website. You'll probably see the link for it there, but it's on our YouTube channel, and it is so cool. I feel like we probably had one of the first reviews out there um, on this item, so that was really, really exciting. Uh, so go check that one out. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys are very excited to get yours in the mail. Hopefully, sometime soon. I think did they say they were shipping in July? I believe so. But I also know that my Amber Collection, Dennis Nendry and Dilophosaurus, are on the way as well. I'm super pumped about those. Uh, uh, yeah, but uh, very excited about all the stuff. And we have some more videos coming this week as well. Uh, we have a toy hunt video for you. Uh, we're, we're doing uh, Dino Facts Friday, of course. And uh, I have some other stuff planned. We'll get to those as soon as we can. But uh, keep your eyes peeled on our YouTube channel this week. But enough of me rambling on. Why don't we get this episode kicked off by diving into the Jurassic Mailbag. Jurassic Mailbag. Mailbag. Jurassic Mailbag with Brad Jost and Jennifer Tarek. Welcome back, everybody, to the Jurassic Mailbag for the month of July. If you thought Jurassic June was big, uh, I think July is going to be even bigger for Jurassic fans. It might be even bigger, knowing that uh, Jurassic World Dominion uh, is going to start filming, and there's going to be so much fun stuff coming out of the production, and I know my co-host here for the Mailbag is going to be super excited for all that as well so jen what's going on how you doing it's july hi brad i am super excited for everything that's coming in july <laughs> in july i don't know why i said it's southern but it's july <laughs> it's like it's it, it, we're filming and it's so great i mean how long have we waited we waited for months now and they're finally coming back yeah i feel fulfilled like we, we gotta restart the hype get everything get that train rolling again uh i yeah I, I feel like I'm not ready again, like to start back up on on like all the set, you know, stuff that we're going to be seeing and probably, you know, leaks coming out and conversations, you know, uh, about everything. And of course, whatever they're, uh, you know, officially leaking out from the movies, I, I can't imagine. So it's going to be crazy. So July. You know, yeah. 
I, I wasn't ready. I didn't think I was ready. And then I kind of forgot a bit. And then Jurassic June was happening. Get caught, caught up on that. And then all of a sudden, it's like July 1st. And you're like, oh, my goodness. Like, Bryce is in quarantine right now. So they're there and it's happening. And I wasn't ready. Like, I was ready, but then I wasn't ready. Then it happened and I really wasn't ready. But now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope we're all ready uh, for the mailbag. We've got uh, a bunch of stuff. Uh, kind of, I guess we're recording this last second, but we got stuff left over. We have even more voicemails. So everybody, as always, came through for uh, for the Jurassic Mailbag. So let's start off here with um, an MP3 from our buddy Steve from Jurassic Unicast. What's up, Steve? Hey, Brad and John. It's Steve from Jurassic Unicast. I hope you got... Oh, hey, hey man. Did you say John? <laughs> hey, Brad and John? What's it? What's it? <laughs> Hey, Brad and John, it's Steve from Jurassic Unicast. <laughs> sounds sounds like he said John. <laughs> he is just so British that it just sounds like John. Hey, Steve, be less British. <laughs> Sorry. No, keep doing you, man. Here here we go. Brad and John. Hey, Brad and John, it's Steve from Jurassic <laughs> Unicast. I hope you guys are keeping safe. So with Dodson being announced as returning to the film, do you think we'll see anyone else return? You know, um, like Kelly Malcolm or the Kirby's. I do feel we are hitting the limit of cast members, and mm-hmm. I hope the amount of cast doesn't affect the story in any way. So it'd be interesting to see who you think would return, if anyone. So I hope you guys keep safe, have a great day, and I'll speak to you later. Interesting, um, and I, I don't necessarily—I don't know if I necessarily thought of it uh, like this way before. But do you think? This hiatus and hiatus and potential. Oh man, I can't talk. I can't talk. <laughs> the beginning this- is the first question. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. I'm making fun of you for sounding like you said John, and I literally can't talk. Um, <laughs> I have my headphones on. I always blame it on my headphones, and I can't talk when I have them on. Some reason I need to hear my own voice when I'm talking. Um, We're off the rails. Yeah. So already. what was I going to say? Potentially hiatus. Uh, the <laughs> Uh, I don't necessarily think I thought of this before, but with the hiatus happening, is there the potential for um, potential cameos that maybe were going to show up to maybe not show up anymore? Did you ever consider that uh, at all? I didn't. Because like, everything could now, be rushed. And I just everything felt could my be rushed. Heart think on that. Yeah. Oh no, I hope not. Like I said, I always I said before last mailbag that my my hope is that it's exactly how it's written and everything was mm-hmm. out exactly how it's written. So I don't I hope not. Oh please, please no. And then I know yeah. that we want um what Kirby's paint and towel or whatever to have a cameo. Now wait, let me just let me just cut in right here right right now and ask: Did you say Kirby's paint and towels like like towel gonna... like towel? Ta- ta- Top. Oh, tile. Oh, I'm from Pittsburgh. Okay, it's towel. I wow. Guess tile. Tile. Yeah, that, I mean that's what I say. Tile. But wow. I, I was, I was thinking. Okay, this is a different portion of the bathroom. Now they're selling <laughs> towels to dry yourself it's, off. It's how we Pittsburghians say towel. I mean, towel, like a towel floor and a towel <laughs> mosaic. <laughs> They're they're definitely going to be selling towels. If they're selling like tile, and you can probably buy other stuff and paint. Why not throw a few like, towels in there? You're gonna have to wipe some stuff off, right? Like the text towels. Oh my god, what is happening? Is <laughs> <laughs> how it's pronounced in Western PA. Wow. Okay. 
All right. We've been doing this for a long time, and I've never known that. Uh, um, but, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the paint and towels, I would love to see uh, the Kirbys. I'd love to see them, yeah. Uh, hopefully. Do you have anybody else that you'd uh, like to see? Um, well, that's my dream is to have a shout out of like anything. I don't know. Like what if, if they're just in some town or something and people are running from the dinosaurs or just living with them and they just pass Kirby's paint and towel. Like that's my dream. I don't, I don't have any other, they're giving me everything else I want really with the three come in and all these other things we're hearing. So no, I'm good. I just need that. I just need that to complete the movie for me. So Look, I don't know. I'm not gonna put you on the spot and ask if you listened to the podcast, but myself and Aaron broke down uh, the the entire intro to Jurassic World Dominion, and we came up with the best possible theory. There's no other way around it. It's amazing, um, tooting our own horns. Uh, but it was it was incredible, and it includes um, having Wayne Knight return in some capacity. Uh, now figure out how that happens, but uh, mm. yeah, it, it would just be essentially like revisiting the cafe, um, you know, in the beginning of the movie where you do see Dodgson and you see it from a different angle or something like that, and you have mm. you have a de-aged uh, Wayne Knight there, and it turns out that Doctor Wu was also there. It's a whole thing. You could go listen to the Jurassic Wire. We broke it down. It's at the end of the episode, pretty much. Um, but it's insane. And it really works. So I feel I feel like Wayne Knight is a guy I'd like to see return in some capacity. Just you know, obviously he died. You know, Dennis Nedry uh, died in the you know middle of Jurassic Park. So it, it's all before that. But um, anybody else? I don't know. I mean, I just want everybody. I want I want to see a Nick Van Owen. Yeah. I I, I would love to see him. I just don't know. Like outside of it being like a hokey and corny, you just stop by each person and just see what they're up to. Yeah. Like that would just kind of come off That's a little true. weird. But I, um, I mean, we've we've we're all about the fan service, and mm-hmm. we just actually me and Josh just watched um, finished today before this podcast. We watched um, American Horror Story Apocalypse because I've never I needed to catch up. I didn't see it, and I mean they weave in all kinds of people in that. So if they could do it on that, they could do it on this. Like just get everybody sure. in pass by i'm like you said yeah i'm i'm all for that and i'm all for the fan service and just load the whole thing up i don't care totally fine i would love it yeah i'm trying to think if there's any like uh you know because previously we got um you know small cameos from like lex and tim um i i don't know i'm not really seeing them come forward especially and uh we brought it up last recording too but like the fact that they did that whole um live stream with Joseph Mazzello and there was like no announcement, you know, that he would be returning. Mm-hmm. That was kind of, that would have been the time, right? Like if, he, if Tim was coming back, that would have been the time to say so. Right. I, I feel like yeah. it would have been no other better time. Um, yeah. It's a bit weird that they did that and didn't announce it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we'll see, but um, yeah, I don't know if they're going to come back. I wonder if like, you know, I don't know if anybody would care if like Zach and Gray, showed up again but it would it would actually like work in a way you know if um say for instance claire was kind of like uh concerned about something and she just called her family and and just wanted to say what's up and they're all having dinner you 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 see that look they worked it out the family is fine they're back together um that would be cool all these all these things would work because you have the situation of them being in the real world and 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 affecting everybody on earth and 
all those mm-hmm. people live on Earth, so they're affecting everybody, and it would be neat to see every <laughs> single person, like how wh- where they are and what they're doing in that moment. Not not big things, just like here and there it would be really nice. But that would probably be an insane budget to get like every single person. Probably that was a name. <laughs> and I'd like to see like maybe one person actually doesn't live on Earth, and like they're like somewhere else mm-hmm. on the moon or something. Then um, they miss the movie because <laughs> that's that's too far away. Yeah, probably. Um, I uh, another one. I'd like to see like Ellie's kids. That could be oh. interesting, you know. For if we're gonna have her back, um, I mean, even throw in Mark Degler. I really hope there's not just like a let's forget Jurassic Park three. Let's forget that she has two kids and and a husband. Um, and I know people are just like, just forget that. Just have you know her and Grant back together. I don't really want that. I don't really want that to happen. And I know that this, all these movies are about family issues and that would be one of them. You know, if they, they got divorced and then her and Grant got together or something, I just don't see that as plausible. That seems almost too fan servicey to me. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I always like that, but it, well, I don't think it'll make sense with the movie and it, it would take time away from other things. And even if it's just like a small, it'll be a distraction, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, outside of naming absolutely every character, let's just say those are our top choices. Yeah, paint and towel. <laughs> but I, I just, I have to wonder if, say, say for instance, everybody was on the table, and you know, now they're still for some reason trying to to hit that uh, July, you know, uh, June eleventh, twenty twenty one date. You know, maybe they cut a bunch of cameos or something. Maybe that was the plan was to mm-hmm. have all these intercut scenes like in a montage or something. And now it's like, eh, we're only going to do two of them instead of That'd ten, be heartbreaking. you know, heartbreaking. But yeah, oh, that would that would be upsetting. That. <laughs> yeah, because there's so many great characters to choose from. And I have like good reason for wanting like all of them. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, all right. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Let's move on to the next one. Uh, This comes from Rodney and it says newcomer and question about toys. This was uh, sent in via our website. Uh, It says, hey, Brad, this is Rodney. Absolutely love your podcast. Started listening to your podcast about a month ago and I just passed episode 100. You're not terrible Mm. at reading. (laughs) Okay. well, thank you. Wow. That's like a lot. (laughs) In a month. <laughs> oh my god yeah you're right <laughs> just just listened one month ago and you just passed 100 i am wow. sorry that is a lot wow. of of me and everybody else that's a lot three a day you yeah. uh, you can do math apparently um but uh apparently he says i'm not terrible at reading i i disagree but uh <laughs> uh he says i never knew something like this existed and it feels so great to hear like-minded super fans of jurassic i even purchased the la la land soundtrack when it came soundtrack soundtrack when it came out and never knew there were only five thousand of them listening to your podcast has definitely inspired the dino loving kid in me I had lost all my toys, and now I've uh, gotten a decent collection from eBay. So my question lies on the price of these toys. How has the price of these toys changed over the years based on demand? And will the price keep going up? Some of these toys are outrageously priced. Um, Anyway, thank you for all your hard work. Stay safe and stay Jurassic. Thanks, Rodney. Um, That's a good question. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I <laughs> we don't have the answer to. <laughs> um, you know, Only the good ones we can't answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that was like so well thought out, and like he's been listening like so much, and uh, I yeah, we can't come through. Well, but I don't know. I, I think these prices have been pretty high for quite a while. Um, I know 
uh, let me let me see here. Um, because I could tell you, I, I I forget what what did I have here. Um, let's see, eBay, um, bull T Rex. I know, like a few years ago, this thing was going for like it was like a hundred something bucks. Yeah, it, it seems yeah. right now. Uh, the one that I just brought up, uh, one thirty nine. Here's so, one in the box for three fifty. Yeah, so box. that's yeah, that's obviously a lot more. Um, but it's about I think hundred, you could probably get it for a hundred. I would say. I feel like these prices have been pretty steady over the past few years. Um, stuff like the Young T Rex is listed around five hundred right now. At least with this one, same thing goes with the uh, JP three animatronic Spinosaurus. I feel like these have been fairly steady. If they've if they've moved at all, it's maybe within the hundred dollar range. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, a long time has gone by since they were all released. So I don't know specifically. I don't really have any stats or anything about um, where did my notes go about uh, how much everything changed. But um, uh, will they keep going up? I would I would assume they would. Um, I mean, what what doesn't go up? Even my Dunkin' Donuts coffee goes up. Yeah, goes up. So let's see. That's a, a decent question as well. So if uh, are they going to keep going up? Let's try to look up some interesting stuff here. Hasbro, um, Indominus Rex. So we got the Hasbro Indominus Rex, which this thing. <laughs> okay, ten dollars. <laughs> oh. Uh, thirty nine ninety nine. Uh, so here, I don't have any stats on what it maybe costed a, like a year or two ago. Um, here's one, uh, what, uh, it's sealed and this is going for three eighty nine. Oh, Okay. So that's interesting. So I was just wondering that specifically because, you know, this is a toy that for a while we didn't have. This was the only Indominus Rex, you know, in that kind of scale that we had. Um, and then recently Mattel has has come out with their own um, Indominus Rex. And they've kind of blown this one way out of the water. And they've released, you know, multiple variations, uh, at least box-wise. You have the Dino Rivals version that initially came out. Now you're getting the Primal Attack one. Um, and... Uh, or I don't even know. Is it in the Camp Cretaceous box? I'm not sure. I know the, uh, I think the Super Colossal is. So this is pretty low, these prices here. Um, well, to, to be fair, though, I'm looking because I, I hit buy it now only and not the auction because the auction is deceiving because it'll be $10, but then there'll be like nine days to bid or something. It'll go up. Sure, if you do yeah. buy it now, it's looking like Donuts is about 40 $30 so, to $40 unpackaged, yeah. like out of the box. In the box, it's like 100 Okay. Yeah, I so don't it's really about um, 35. Yeah. I, I haven't gone on eBay in so long. Um Yeah, I know. You need uh, like I know there's like a Oh, I think it's on the side maybe. Um, yeah, it's under a great. filter. This is great audio. There's one where it's like you can look at which one's sold. Uh, oh. Okay. I have no clue. <laughs> mm. Well, anyway, they look to be about 30, oh, between so, thirty and forty for un, for out of the box. Ooh, so this is one that I I really wish I had this one, and I'm so bummed. But um, it is a it's a Hasbro you know Jurassic World toy, the Dino Hybrid Indominus Rex, that one with like the red like lightning mm. stripes on the side, and 
Uh, you know, it, it's really interesting. It's got gold underneath, and that one just sold for $104. Um, and also, the the one that we were just talking about sold 1990, 1950, 1990. Um, so yeah, it's selling for real cheap, $25. Uh, one in the box, uh, new in box, $149. So. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's interesting. You know, just because a new variant came out from a new toy manufacturer doesn't mean that this price necessarily will go down too much. Uh, the the, the out-of-the-box ones, sure, but um, not the ones in the box. I guess those are – well, they're, they're going to always be, um, you know, more, um, you know, sought after, I guess, because they're in the box. Um, but, yeah, so it's an interesting hobby. Um, I've kind of, like, forgotten about – collecting older items you know i haven't really gotten back into that i was doing it for a little while but since all the new mattel stuff came out i'm kind of just like i can only try to collect so much and especially because me i'm a big star wars collector as well so i'm getting a lot of star wars stuff and and more recently ghostbuster stuff is coming out again so i'm trying to get that stuff and on top of that with jurassic it's like oh my gosh there's a lot to collect so i haven't really been backfilling too much so i i don't really pay too much attention to the uh ebay listings at least i haven't in a while so but i was i will say that the prices that i just saw seem to be pretty steady with what i've seen in the past so hopefully that's an okay answer for you uh <laughs> yeah but um what, what do you think jen should we move on to the next one i think if you want to sell a dinosaur keep it in the box oof yeah yeah <laughs> look i can't i can't keep anything in boxes that's my problem See, I, I just when see it Josh, I take it out. When Josh and I merged, we got a lot of duplicates, and some of ours were still in the box, so we don't have to open those because we have duplicates. <laughs> yeah, and well, you know, now with shelving, you know, shelving mm. in the future, you, you oh, know, we didn't say the big news on, on air. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> on air, I all the shelving fans on air. I got. I should have. We should have. But I got. <laughs> we got a wall of shelves being delivered. Like, as we speak, it's on its way. Big news. So a lot more open boxes in the future, probably. Unless, I mean, displaying a, a closed, you know, a, a box is fine, too. I like that. I can, I can appreciate a good box. Uh, yeah, I like boxes. <laughs> Let's move on to our next voicemail here uh, from Chris. What's going on, Chris? Hello, Brad and Jen. This hey. is Chris, uh, otherwise known as Jurassic Souls. Um, I hope the two of you are doing fantastic or as well as you can be in this uh, chaotic uh, world we find ourselves in. But hopefully life can uh, find a way <laughs> and uh, we can get back to normal here soon, if at all. But anyway, yeah, I hope you guys are doing well. I had two questions for the both of you. Um, Brad, I want to know uh, one thing that you're really excited about for in Netflix's uh, Camp Cretaceous coming this August. I know I'm really excited to see it. And I kind of wanted to know your thoughts on that. And uh, second question for Brad. Um, if you can create your own attraction or add anything to an existing attraction at Jurassic Park in Universal, Universal Studios Orlando, what would it be? And Jen, question for you. I want your input on how you think Claire's character will progress in Jurassic World Dominion. So, yeah, hope you guys have a good day and talk to you soon. Now, uh, Chris gave me a heads up on Twitter that uh, he forgot your second question. So. 
I was going to be like, yeah, okay, I get what one. happened. It's a good question. It's a good question. It is. Um, all right. So, so yeah, what do you think? Um, unless you want me to go first, if you need some oh, more time, I, but well, you, you got two, you can go first. Okay. Whoa. Um, what do I want? Maybe I need more time. What do I want from Camp Cretaceous? Uh, or what am I excited for or, or whatever? Um, what was it? Uh, I was thinking about something the other day. I can't remember. But um, honestly, for me, I'm just really excited for just expanding the world, you know? And and it's something that we've been, you know, crying for for the past, like, few years since Jurassic World came out is we want, like, we want to see more of the island. We just want to see more. And it's such a simple, like, little request and so random it's not like i need to see something very very specific it's just i want to see more of the island and i hope we get that um i forget if we talked about it but i know like the the new packaging has come out for camp cretaceous toys and stuff and you see these amazing like uh like treehouse looking villa things um which i'm assuming is maybe where these campers go um if it's a camp in the literal literal term i'm not too sure um and speaking of steve who called just before him and james made a a video on their jurassic unicast um youtube channel showcasing a store on main street that had sold tents it looks like there's tents up on like the second level like where you can see during like the fight between the t-rex and the indominus and there's it looks what looks to be tents up there and it's like why why are there tents there? So it's little things like that, little details that I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, why Why is there? I didn't know that th- this scene, this spot existed in that movie. They they literally just pointed it out on, on YouTube. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've never seen that before. That's cool. So like, does that pl- factor into Camp Cretaceous? I don't know. Are they going to be sleeping in tents? I have no clue. Are they going to be sleeping in these amazing villas? Maybe. But um that's kind of like what I'm excited for is just to see new things, to learn new things. Um, that's what really got me hyped about Jurassic World Live Tour was seeing literally new things, whether it's just a simple gas station or a new section of the park. I was excited. Um, so for me, that's that's really uh, what it comes down to. Do you, do you have an answer for that? I mean, we can just open up these questions to, to all of us here. So, um. No, you you did good with that expand universe and any Jurassic is good Jurassic in my opinion. Like anything, you know, something that I'm not interested in. Cause I mean, not everyone's interested in everything, but it's good for the brand. It's good for the fandom. It's I'm all for everything. Just bring it all. So that that's I'm just the expansion of the universe for sure. Yeah, yeah, because it just gives us more to talk about and to just like you know theorize and you know despite the fact that the. Uh, you know, this, the island is so-called dead. You know, there's not much to go back to at this point. Like, all of these conversations really don't really go anywhere, um, you know, for, the for like, three years, right, uh, so far. Um, you have, from 2015 to 2018, you have some time to wiggle in there, I guess. But, um, you know, all the conversations, I guess, kind of just end nowhere because – that's the only timeline. So if we ever did go back earlier to like early days, then we have so much room to talk about like all these new places and what they could be expanded into and stuff. But um, I just like to know what, what the park was so I can imagine what guests did. And for somebody who's, you know, a big theme park fan, that's kind of like my mind is always thinking about 
new things that you can do at theme parks, whether it's Universal or Disney. I'm always thinking new experiences, and that's kind of like my mind here is I just want to know what would I have done in Jurassic World? And, uh, you know, would I have sent my kid to a Camp Cretaceous or mm-hmm. something like that? So, you know, that's the cool stuff for me. Well, you know, that's a really great segue to the next question about what I guess, ride yeah. <laughs> would you put? I thought that's where you're going, but you didn't go there. And that was a great segue. I, um, yeah, well, I did. Mid, yeah, mid-conversation, I was like, oh, that is a good segue. And then I just stopped talking. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. But yeah, that's an excellent segue. And I think we, we've discussed this so many times with so many different ideas. But right now, mm. what is your idea at set at 1031 p.m. on July 2nd? What is your idea right now? Oh, right now? I mean, um, considering what uh, – maybe I'll, I'll bump us ahead in the future just a little bit just, just to know like, all right, we have a new coaster opened up. Everything's kind of finished for now. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I still – I'm always obsessed with the artwork from like the past, um, you know, past concepts and stuff like that. And that helicopter ride experience thing that they had, you know, lined up. It just always is so awesome. Like I love looking at that concept art. Um, Let me look it up real quick. Um, Jurassic Park helicopter. I have it set for the vault. I just never posted it, but I have it in the folder for the vault. I have it I somewhere time. too. Yeah, just need time um, in my life to do things. But yeah, I I know exactly what you're talking about because I I have it set to post and other things too. All the other oh, okay. concepts. Of the yeah, there's ride. not there's not a ton to go off of, but it, yeah. So this is uh this concept here is showcasing a very very different looking waterfront, which um it looks amazing and. It just, again, it just makes me really mad about what they've done. But, um, I know, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. I uh, let me, I think, I don't know if you have it on hand, but I'll, I'll throw it in our chat so you can see too. Um, but yeah, you see like the visitor center mm-hmm. with it's like lush jungles. And then on the right hand side, you have like mm-hmm. more shacks. It kind of looks like the worker village and stuff like that. It's really, really cool looking. And this is down near the water. And there's even a boat on the water. Like, that's awesome. But off in the distance, on the right-hand side of the um, Discovery Center, you actually see, like, this bigger um, building with, like, a ta- like a watchtower, like an airplane watchtower thing. Um, and there's literally, like, a helicopter on a landing pad on top of this building. And just the colors, like the oranges and, and everything just looks amazing. Um, that's something that just always makes me wish we had that, you know, like this, this concept art. Um, so... Yeah, I think I'll stick with that. Um, and it's something that I think would work today, whether it's a, a ride that's similar to Soren or something more akin to, like, um, you know, uh, Avatar, like the Flight of Passage, uh, something like that. Or, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you would really do it, I guess. I mean, you could do simulators. Um, that That would be interesting, like individual... It's kind of like uh, the Millennium Falcon ride that they have there now in Disney. Um, you could do like pods that you kind of get into and they have this on like a circular table so they can constantly rotate it and fit in more guests to different pods. Um, and it would simulate you're getting into a helicopter and the all the windows in the helicopter are screens or something like that. That would be really cool. And then you're, you're dealing with pteranodon attacks or just viewing dinosaurs for a while until something – actually, you know – 
I would just like nothing to go wrong. That would be perfect for me. <laughs> just be like Soren. Nothing goes wrong on Soren. Actually, nothing goes wrong on Flight of Passage either. So it's just kind of like a nice, ex, ex, you know, exhilarating yeah. ride. Like, so I kind of would like that. Just something calm and easy. Not not like getting attacked by dinosaurs. That would be cool. Yeah, that would be a change for that land. See, my problem is I, there's there's three things. I can't really pick one. So there's just three things that I... I've always wanted for that land. Um, I want, and we've talked about all three, I, I believe, at one time or another. But I'm going to bring it all together here. Um, one is, if you remember, the Lagoon Restaurant that is like coral reef in in Epcot, sort of like oh, coral yeah. reef with the with the but with the Mosasaurus and like the multiple sea dinos and everything. So it's like you're eating underwater with in a gl- giant like tank kind of thing, like how coral reef does, because coral reef kind of it looks like you're underwater there too because there's just such huge tanks mm-hmm. around you all the time. And so that kind of restaurant um, in the lagoon area. Number two, which is like the thing I've wanted all the time, is the Mr. DNA ride in the Discovery Center. Um, the dark ride like Carousel of Progress, but um, it, like it would it would be this it would just be like Carousel of Progress ride system, but with um the Mr. DNA thing, but then at the end, and and even in between, I think we we talked about how having dinosaur animatronics like kind of in the ceilings and or behind you or, or something that you don't know, and then as your rotating vehicle goes, I don't for people who don't know what Carousel Progress is, it's a giant four or or five because there's a a sitting one, so it's like five room circle thing with different sections, and your your everyone sits in their own section, and it turns and does segments, so you wouldn't have to move the dinosaur into different sections. It would just be there for you whenever you go into that section. And it would be really easy to maintain. And I just think that would be really cool and a great way to use that system. Cause I don't, you don't see that system anymore or used in anything really. Cause mm-hmm. I guess it can be outdated, but I think for a ride like that, you could set up so many things behind you in front of you up in the ceiling and it won't, it wouldn't have to move cause you move. So yeah. Uh, that's a huge thing. Like that would be the coolest ride. It would be like a, a dark ride, but it, it wouldn't be like a fast moving ride. But it would be a like a like an alien encounter kind of thing, because alien encounter like played with your senses more than mm. thrilling. Oh, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> a mix a mix of that, like a mix of that's... alien encounter, Carousel of Progress, and the D- Mr. DNA that you see in the movie. Like put all that together. That's a really that's, cool way. Yeah, I want I've that. Never... That's has been my dream ride. Forever. I don't, I don't <laughs> feel like I've way. heard that that combination of you know Alien and Carousel of Progress. Like it, I always just think of them separately. So that would be a really cool way to kind of combine things, and you know you do get that chill, um, you know, somehow in the ride if there is some sort of breakout or something mid yeah. Mister DNA and ride. Yeah, and you know that you're in that segment for I don't know however long they last, ten minutes, whatever. So you know that you're not going to move until whatever happens, happens. And so there's like a lot of suspense there because you, you're just like sitting, waiting for something to happen. And, and I, I think that would be a really, really, really thrilling, thrilling, thrilling ride. Because you could yeah. hide stuff everywhere in that room and have it all come out at certain times. And I think it'd be pretty easy to do because nothing's moving. You are. So, yeah, that's what I want. And then yeah. my third one is kind of dead and never happening but 
back when they were making the third park, um, I know we wanted a Jurassic World section, and it was the monorail system to connect the two parks. Like Harry Potter uh, has yeah. the train oh. to connect them. So mine yeah. would have been the monorail to connect the two parks. That would have been amazing. Oh. I know. Those are my yeah, three. Yeah, that'll never happen, unfortunately. It's just like it, there, there's a time and a place where it could have, it feels like. But, um, yeah, what a... What a missed opportunity, but, you know, we always say that they just don't invest as much money in their own stuff. But, you know, how cool would it be, though, to have um, – I'm thinking about that helicopter ride again because once they finish <laughs> this coaster, like, you know, that thing that when when you're flying in on Soren, you actually, like, fly into Epcot and you, like, see the ball and stuff yeah. like that. Like, imagine – imagine that, but, like, yeah, you take off from, like, literally Islands of Adventure and you see – like that coaster and actually you don't see the other lands, but you just see like the coaster there on the lagoon and, and you see other experiences like we're talking about. You see other parts of the park that you never knew existed. Like, oh man, I want, I want man. that. It's so simple too. It's just, it, the technology is already there. Just make it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it just makes so much sense. Like everything we just mentioned just makes so much sense. It, it's so, so basic. Like, yeah, do it. It's so it. weird. We're making sense. You know, like I brought up a helicopter. Helicopters are in Jurassic all the time. There's always like a helicopter yeah. ride. You brought up yeah. monorail. Monorail is in Jurassic. Makes sense. You also brought up the Mr. DNA ride. Makes sense. So like, why is there a coaster being in? <laughs> I don't know why they ripping out trees to put in a metal it coaster. I just don't know. That doesn't speak to me. It does, I mean, like, no. I am I am a huge coaster fanatic. I love coasters. It just doesn't speak Jurassic to me, and that's just so mind-boggling. And I will forever be like, what? Even though I will ride the ride and I will 100% love it, I'll still be like, why is this here? <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, I agree. I agree completely. I just miss the lagoon view. Like, uh, I just miss it. Yeah. already and i know it's just gonna be all all metal and you're not gonna be able to see the discovery center very well and that whole front is just gone yeah. well i mean you can still see it they the coaster dips down in yeah. front of it so so that's fine but like you know my eyes i want my eyes to go directly to the visitor center right. and i want i want that to be the experience you know when i when i imagine myself like we're talking about um i was talking about me visiting the island before um in the last question i want myself walking into islands to imagine that i'm visiting jurassic park and when i walk up to that lagoon and i do this every time that i go into islands i always walk straight to the water and i don't go to any lands first mm -hmm. unless it's like unless i'm like waiting early in the morning to go like on hagrid or something but if otherwise if i'm just walking right into the park i'm going right to the lagoon and just staring across the water and in that moment i feel like i'm on isla nublar and I'm looking across a big lagoon that, you know, that wasn't there necessarily in the movie. There was water there, but not this much. Um, and I'm just imagining that's, you know, that's the park right there in front of me. That's the the visitor center from the movie. That is it. And then with this coaster there, I'll walk up to the lagoon and be like, this is no longer the movie. So that's yeah. really sad. But, yeah. you know, they've been chipping away. I mean, they put the Harry Potter castle within the gates. They took away the <laughs> other gates. Uh, King Kong yeah. is in encroaching upon their, their area. It's just, it's just more and more things that they're doing so opposite. 
yeah what they should be shrinking yeah and now i mean they started building new lockers next to the yeah the gate there now and they haven't finished it so it's literally just a big stack of concrete (laughs) (laughs) so it doesn't really blend in at all but uh i like to see that there's rock work and stuff going on um for the roller coaster so that'll be cool I, i look i'm excited to see every aspect of it and how it all looks how it all comes together and you know in itself it's a beautiful construction. Like everything about it is going to be awesome. But um, in terms of, you know, a bigger picture is, is what I'm looking at. So, yeah, yeah but um, and more. And I mean, Jurassic is so it's not like Dr. Seuss or it's it's, not, it's, it's just so um, full of story and theming and ability to be themed. And I just mm-hmm. Disney, it needs to be Disneyified because Disney does their theming and look what they did with Star Wars and, and just everything, every ride that they're doing now. And they're so detailed in, in, in the theme. And I just can't see Disney treating an IP like Jurassic the way that Universal is treating them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's such a bummer, you know, because you have right now, like the Outside of the visitor center and the two, the three attractions that they have now, and uh, you know the camp, uh, camp Jurassic, there's no, there's no real theming or or anything else going on there. It's just, it's just trees, which is great. That's what it feels like. But there's no fencing. There's no yeah. other stuff. There's there's, uh, you know, a pizza place, and there's there's carnival games, and for some reason. I, I, that doesn't also that also doesn't speak Jurassic to me. Hammond yeah. playing basketball, Hammond's hot shots. I don't understand. Like mm-hmm. I know they just wanted to make you know some money, and it's just you know it's a quick, easy, you know five bucks, ten bucks, however much the game is. But yeah, uh, it just takes away from it. And they're not going to throw a basketball shooting contest in the middle of Harry Potter. So why is it here in Jurassic? Um, I know. Like put I said, it, put it in a different be... land. Put it somewhere it, it, else. It's in. Well, Marvel does have um, games over there, too. But yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's just sad. But I, I remember my first time in Universal. I was in 2001. I was 11. And I remember telling my dad when we were walking through, I'm like, why aren't there? There should be fences all in these trees. How cool would it be if there were fences and, like, dinosaurs po- heads popping out of them? And just, like, or trees. They, they move the trees once in a while. Like, and you just hear noises in the trees once in a while. Like, or they have, they have fe- like the fences. I remember telling my dad they should be doing that. That's common sense. They never did. Yeah. Yeah. This is a bummer. Like, honestly, I'm looking at this concept art again. And this waterfront area really reminds me of Hollywood Studios. Um, you know, down where they have, you know, Gertie, like the ice cream mm, dinosaur. Yeah. Down there, it kind of, like this waterfront in the in the concept art kind of gives me like the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular vibe over mm. there, like that worker village looking thing. And then you have the boat that's also in the middle of the lagoon there in uh, Hollywood yeah. Studios. So it's really like giving off that vibe. Actually, there's even a bigger picture here. I'll send this over too. It uh, even has the little steps that like step down to the yeah. water there because in Hollywood Studios, there's that little step down area. There's an even bigger picture there. So that, uh, oh, it's just so mm-hmm. good. Oh. And it's got like ferry rides right up to the water mm-hmm. there, and just imagine that. Imagine. Oh, Didn't so they used good. to have a boat that went from Jurassic to the front? Because um, there was an old dock there, back there, there. Yeah, I think there was at some point. I don't quote me on that. I don't know for sure. Um, but uh, man, this is too good. Oh my god, it's amazing. Like you can see the park gates over there on the right, 
And mm. these two dinosaur statues are awesome. Very cool. Instead, we got those like claw light bulbs that were like down there. <laughs> um, but uh, man, it's so iconic. It's so iconic. And even though we never saw these portions in the park, in the films or anywhere else, it still speaks Jurassic to me. So, yeah. Yeah. That's it would really put you in it. Oh, that's too cool. Anyway, uh, what was the third question was for you? And oh. it was about uh, Claire's progression, right, in Jurassic World Dominion? Do you, yes, uh, I love this wh- question. What do you I think? Get, what do you I, think? I love this question. I always answer it, and I try to be consistent. But I think the best way and the most recent of, as I asked, because our, our answers change for everything all the time. But right now. At, <laughs> Give um, me the July answer. 1046. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is my thought. <laughs> this very time. It will change probably tomorrow. But for right now, um, we did that. The thing that comes to mind is me. I think, Brad, you did too. We did that little interview thing for that Jurassic magazine that oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dominic runs. Well, the last question he asked, um, what what's your goal and dream for the franchise? And I mean, this is. Is as fresh as my opinion is going to get. And I'm just going to kind of read that a little bit because it, it defines exactly what I want. Um, I said that I, my favorite Claire is powerful, impactful, strong, but vulnerable, intelligent, important, confident, and one step ahead of everyone. I want her to have strong influence over whatever is happening. Um, I would absolutely love to see her in politics of some sort. I said, I don't know how the franchise will end for her, but I want her to go out strong, but broken and as a survivor, not as a mom, girlfriend or extreme dinosaur advocate. I want a ruthless leader who went through battle, whether that battle is figuratively, emotionally, physically or all three. So that's how I want my Claire to end. Well, there you go. That was perfectly summed up. That's exactly that's exactly my thoughts. That's yeah, that's exactly what I want. I could not have said it better in that in that that's why i had it because i couldn't come up with something better than i already said (laughs) right now it wouldn't do it as justice yeah 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 yeah. that that makes sense um i love that and it makes me wonder because you used um uh, what did you say now i'm completely blanking um there was a term in there um Oh, I can go through again. Yeah, go say it again. Say it <laughs> okay. again. Um, stop me when I hit there. Okay, okay, so my favorite Claire is powerful, impactful, strong, but vulnerable, intelligent, important, confident, and one step ahead of everyone. Oh, there it is. There it is. One step ahead of everyone. Um, yes. Okay, so again, I was talking with Aaron, I think, and uh, we were talking about Dodgson in the book and stuff like that and, and Dodgson being one step ahead. He's like this guy that's just, you know, kind of knows what's going to go on. Um and I, I think that's interesting. Like you want Claire to be one step ahead. So how do you foresee her going against Dodgson, who foreseeably will be the, you know, the villain of this movie? Um, you know, two people that are from the business world, it seems like. You know, we we get this vibe uh, from Campbell Scott that he's a very, uh, you know, boss-like guy and, and even, even – uh, I think on Outpost they had said the casting call kind of said somebody like Steve Jobs or something. So, you know, that's kind of what she was for Jurassic World in a way. She was this like person that you met with that you knew and and discussed, you know, business tactics with for Jurassic World. Like, what are we going to do? What are we going to implement? And how how do these two kind of go head to head here? Uh, What do do you think about them? 
say that that's exactly right i want her to be at least at that level at this point because fallen kingdom claire wouldn't even she wouldn't even know where she's at in that situation Mm -hmm. but i want i want the you know the 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 confident one the one that is in control of the situation or at least her version of control and um ahead and 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 understanding and, and knows understanding the situation and knows the situation before the situation even like really presents itself someone who's done research prior and someone who knows people who know things beforehand so whenever the situation is presented she's familiar with it she can tackle it like even if she fails failing is fine i'm all about the flaws i'm all about the failing but i am also about the um standing standing your ground and under and knowing having intelligence beforehand and having that one step ahead even if she trips falls and so forth that's fine as long as she's ahead of something and not yeah running behind catching up not influencing because that was a big problem in fallen kingdom a huge difference because in jurassic world everything every decision she made influenced the story in fallen kingdom she didn't decide anything she was just running from things the whole time completely different power levels of, of character and i want her to be more in control this time i want her to be on top of things and if if it's with the dodson guy have have her have knowledge on him have her ha- understand the whole thing even if it blows up in her face at least be aware of what's blowing up in your face like understand it at least and be ahead of it and and just that that's what i want i'm i'm all for whatever story happens with him and if she's there cool but i just want her character to have some kind of impact and importance and level of like just effectiveness, like everything, everything she does or some things that she does or whatever affects the outcome. Cause we did yeah. not have that in fallen kingdom. And that's a total disservice to who they built in Jurassic world. I, I like that. that that's, oh, sorry. Um, I like that by the end of fallen kingdom she makes a choice right she she goes ahead and yeah. closes the button like i'm not going to press the button but lo and behold the choice was made anyway like it didn't matter like her choice didn't matter at all um so yeah that would be nice to have her kind of back on top of things and and you know running the show again and i i like the idea of dodgson being one step ahead right like he thinks he is but Lo and behold, she actually is. That would be kind yes, of cool. Please, um, please. You know, and if she loses, if she fails, totally fine. Just have her be one step ahead at least. If she's gonna fail, fail like at the top. Like fail good. Don't just run away from things or, or just discover things on film and be like, oh no way, I didn't know that happened. Like no, you gotta know that that's there. You gotta know everything. Like you gotta be in the front and in the leader. Like. Again, American Horror Stories on my head because we just watched it. She has to be the Sarah Paulson of this movie. Like she has to be the, <laughs> the head and know everything yeah. of this movie. I like, I like it. I hope. I hope. There's a lot I, of people. You know what? Movie. I don't have a lot of hope, but that is my hope. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna yeah. happen. I think she's gonna be the mom, the girlfriend, the <sighs> um, follow the leader, the. I'll take care of Maisie. Oh, we got to go save Maisie. We got to figure out this. I'm like, you should be ahead of it. You should know what's going on. If you're, if you're truly like trying to figure this out and, and deal with Maisie and deal with the clone thing and deal with the dinosaurs that are out and all of this, like you should be ahead. You should be taking steps to get into power where you can control things that as you want them, not just living in a cabin and being like, Oh no, something's happening outside. I don't want that. I, I want. I want like 
control, power, influence. Yeah, there's a lot of power struggle I foresee for this movie. You know, between I hope so. everybody, everybody's love of of Grant. You know, he's he's. I feel like he's always at the top of people's lists when it comes to like, you know, a person you'd like to see return. Um, but then you have like Ellie, who, who like, I don't know. She's just even even more important at times. Like so. It's hard to see like this this battle between all of these different characters. Like, who's gonna take the lead? Who's gonna fall back a little bit? And and honestly, in my mind, I I feel like the the main cast of Jurassic World is gonna be taking a back seat in all this. It kind of seems like it, um, but yeah. who knows? I I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, there's a big I, power I just... struggle between all these characters and side characters and cameos and you know everybody dinosaurs claire should be claire should be like leading this or or at least be the leading of whatever her storyline is or or be a strong storyline and not just be clueless or not just be running or chasing or searching like you gotta you gotta just show up out of the shadows and like dominate it come on yeah it's what we want it's what i want a movie like um you know avengers endgame and uh infinity war 2 like they they make a point of like you knowing that okay like tony stark and uh you know captain america and maybe like thor these are like the main three but we're gonna give everybody pretty equal shot here so i can i can just keep my fingers crossed that colin has the ability to do the same thing and like all right so maybe like you know you pick one or two from the old cast you picked one or two from the new cast and those are the main ones but everybody still has like an equal shot at being like you know in the movie the same amount of time and equally impactful but uh yeah hopefully we can balance things out with all these people and who knows you know we keep getting it confirmed time and time again that there are major roles yes we know we get it we get it guys you know how many times we have to say that there are major roles um but uh yeah so we'll see i don't know (sighs) where are we um that was oh man that was a long one so we got the three from chris there thank you chris uh now we have uh let's move on to oh this is a comment from um our website actually pertaining to the last episode and i'd like to get your thought too jen on this uh we did this um a few weeks ago or no i'm sorry it wasn't the last episode yeah it was like number 238 it says hi Brad. just wanted to reach out in regards to episode 238 on what scene I'd love to see in person. Of course, I would love to be on set during the T-Rex breakout scene. It's so iconic. I can't think of Jurassic Park without that scene immediately popping into my mind. My second choice would definitely be the dinner scene with all the main characters discussing Jurassic Park. That scene really highlights the incredible acting performances from the cast. Jeff Goldblum really steals the show in that scene. Lastly, I'd love to be an extra in The Lost World when the bull... uh, Bullrex rampages through San Diego. Thanks again for all you and your co-hosts do for the Jurassic Park community. That's from Andrew. So, mm. yeah. So Jen, we we asked, you know, what set would you have loved to have uh, visited the most? You know, out of mm. all the movies, out of everything, which one would you have loved to have seen filmed? Like, what set would you have loved to have visited the most? Um, I think there's so many options. I picked like the T Rex breakout and then like 45 other scenes. So, I I can maybe yeah. guess yours. But it would be an interesting choice, and I think a good one. I don't know, man. I got th- I wasn't prepared for this. This is a question that we've ne- I've never been asked. I mean, 
Wow, I'm trying to run them all through my head. I'm like, because I, I have my favorite scenes, but would that be one that I want to be on the set for? Because that's that's a totally different question. I think um, so. I think so. <laughs> Spoilers for for yeah. I I had said that in the episode, and and um, I I might have shouted out to you. I think, um, but yeah, that that um, uh, flea circus scene. Like I brought that up, I and I'm like. <laughs> They crossed you know, my mind, but then I'm like, well, do I want to sit in on that? Because nothing really exciting is happening. I mean, it's epic in every way, but it's not yeah. exciting. But that's, the, but that's um, the, interest, the interesting point of the question is like, yeah, you can see a T-Rex animatronic on set and you can see this iconic T-Rex breakout scene or whatever from the new movies. Um, but yeah, just to see two actors like on, at the top of their game, like Sir Richard Attenborough just crushing yeah. it and you know laura dern crushing it um and yeah that iconic set and everything that would really be an amazing scene to witness i would just love to see that acting in front of me i mean i i would have to think if you were sitting there that there would be some kind of like electricity or like feeling like it would it was something that seems special and again like you said with those two people in that set like that's a special environment um, yeah, no, no giant dinosaurs, no, nothing crazy, no animatronics, no, none of that big sets, big scenes, but that, you know, that is my, my scene. The flea circus is my scene. So I hate to pick it though, because there are so many cool moments and so many huge, so many crazy things you could see. Um, but you know what? I, I might need to go there. I might need to go to my, I can't abandon my flea circus because that is the scene <laughs> with the atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. And I think really like the acting alone uh, would be enough to pull me in. And and somebody actually brought up, um, you know, the Brachiosaurus scene. And while, you know, there's certainly no dinosaur in front of you and, and nothing there to, to see, um, just to hear, you know, Sir Richard Attenborough say, welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> like, how amazing would that be? Just to hear those words spoken yeah. right there. Um, that would be awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to run everything through in my head of everything. A lot of and, love for um, Jurassic Park 3, surprisingly. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, exactly. I was thinking of that whole building with the eggs and the the, the um, abandoned building. Like, that would be kind of cool to look at. But that would just be me wanting to walk through it. Like, that's not really watching the scene. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, even like that, Jurassic World. What, that's know. hard. That's the hard part is like we, we inserted ourselves like into the movie a lot of the times with our answers. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 we got to step back. We're not in the movie. We're not like really just like hanging out. We're like just watching this the movie be filmed and like seeing the, the work on display. <laughs> I mean, I guess, you know, the obvious one probably is like the breakout Rex in Jurassic Park because mm-hmm. the way that they use the animatronic and, and with the rain and like the whole thing and what they used CGI and what wasn't CGI and what was like tricks and just the whole thing of how they did that exactly just without a like no film lens, no camera and you just standing there watching it happen would be kind of cool. For sure. And, you know, we, yeah. we kind of brought it up last uh, when on this episode, though, but like um I forget somebody mentioned like some maybe ruining the experience for you. And we talked about that for a bit, like seeing the moment filmed in front of you. Does it ruin the experience a little bit being kind of involved in it and and stuff like that? But now I'm thinking about it even more and I'm like, well, we've seen so many behind the scenes uh, videos and pictures. We've looked at every angle picture from that breakout scene 
and it doesn't ruin it. We know exactly what is an animatronic, what is CGI. Like it, every time I watch that scene, it's still amazing and it's still iconic. So I don't think it necessarily would ruin anything. No, I don't think it would either. I, I don't, not at all. I think it might enhance it actually, because you get to see like everything and not just what the camera shows you. And then you get, I hope, I don't, I mean, I don't know the specifics of the rules that I would be doing this, but hopefully you get to see multiple takes, which would be cool as well. You get to see one what take and it was never included in the movie. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> uh, I I made the joke that like we get to see the welcome to Jurassic Park, but it turns out, yeah, it was just it was like 80 yard, like after the fact in a studio and he never actually said it there. So which Aww. is probably true. But who knows? Um, then your dreams are crushed. <laughs> then, then you wish you could unsee that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for uh, for commenting on that, uh, Andrew. That's awesome. Um we don't always get to kind of relay messages after the fact. So glad we could. Um, next up, we have a, vo- a voicemail here uh, from, I don't know, from somebody else. I don't know. Let's listen. Hey, guys. What's going on? Uh, my question uh, specifically is for Jen. Um, from what I hear, you came into the franchise um, more heavily around the Jurassic World time. Uh, you know, a lot of that having to do with Bryce. Um, if going forward after Dominion and stuff, um, Bryce is no longer a part of that, you know, Claire is no longer a part of the movies, um, you know, in a way uh, that she is regularly now with the first three of the world, um, how do you think that might influence your 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 involvement with the community, with the podcast, with the, with the franchise. Um, you know, it's interesting to hear you talk, you know, how you feel about Bryce is how a lot of us either felt about Ian Malcolm or Alan Grant. Um, but you know, some of us from the older movies kind of had some transition periods where Alan Grant dipped out or Ian Malcolm dipped out, you know? Um, so obviously everybody has their favorite characters, but you know, a lot of the people, yourself included, um, Owen is a huge part of it. Bryce, uh, Claire is a huge part of it. So I'm wondering what your thoughts are on the franchise going forward. Um, if the main cast is no longer involved in it as it once, as it once was. Um, just looking for an opinion. Thanks a lot. Love everything you guys do. I'll talk to you next time. Ooh. What do you think? Well, now. <laughs> Are you going to just jump ship and just uh, um, go go well, talk something else? Here's, here's the scary misconception that people might have. I did not jump ship on Jurassic World. I am old enough to be around with Jurassic Park, and I came on with Jurassic Park. And I've, I think I've, I've said it so many times, but I'll say it again. Um, my dad introduced me to dinosaurs when I was very little. I, I was born in 89, so I, I've been around for it. And my dad brought me into the franchise very young. And my older cousins had the old toys. Well, they weren't old, but by the time I got them, they were old. But they had, like, the, the, the dinosaurs. So I played with them, and I've, I've never known my life without Jurassic Park. And I was a huge Jurassic Park was my life <laughs> most of my like my growing up and Jurassic Park 3 um when that came out that was the one I saw in theaters I was old enough to see that in theaters and that was a huge deal and 
I mean, I got the toys. I, I had the whole thing. And um, when Jurassic World came out, I was actually very nervous about it because I didn't want it to ruin what Jurassic Park was for me my whole life. So I definitely am not the person that comes on to Jurassic World like, oh, I... Bryce and Jurassic World's my life. No, Jurassic Park is very much my life. And Jurassic World just influenced, like, um, impacted me a lot because of my love for Jurassic Park. And it, it just brought it to another level. And then um, with Claire and with Bryce, I mean, obviously that is my favorite character. And yeah, you have the Malcolms and the Ians. But as a girl in the Jurassic franchise, to have another girl as the lead, it, it, it just influences you differently. And so when world happened that I loved it. It was everything I needed. And, and I had that background of Jurassic park. So going forward after Bryce drops out and everything drops out, I'm always a Jurassic park that I have that in me my whole life. So it's not going to go away. I'm not going to just be like, well, Bryce is done. I'm done with Jurassic now and Jurassic world's over. Cause Jurassic world is just a chapter in my Jurassic park story. It's not my whole story. So that, that's a misconception that is actually kind of alarming that people think that because <laughs> I have very much a huge Jurassic Park history and that started with my dad with um, playing with dinosaurs, with dinosaur books at a very, very young, young age. So I don't want to discredit any of that history at all. So that I'm, I'm not really going anywhere when Bryce leaves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know you've, you've told, uh, you've kind of told that story and actually you did it recently, I think. And I was kind of surprised by, and I don't think I had heard it before. Were you talking about, um, uh, being in the theater for the first time and like talking about like, uh, being nervous about it and not knowing what oh, to yeah. expect and stuff. And, and yeah, that oh, was, yeah. that was interesting. I, I, you know, I know a lot of people do kind of assume you're, you're more heavily centered on Jurassic world, but yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to clear yeah, things up. I mean, there was a point where when the Jurassic World trailer came out, I mean, oh, I'm to back up even for that, when Jurassic Park came out in 3D, I, I was right there. I was the first one in line, like with my dad, because that's our thing, seeing Jurassic Park in 3D years before Jurassic World. So that was already, I mean, I, I, I made sure to go see that because that was so important. And then, um, yeah, when Jurassic World's trailer came out, I, wa I watched it, of course, and I was so kind of angry about what they did like I didn't like the training of raptors and it was just I was having a lot of problems with it and I'm thinking if they ruin my franchise with this but this reboot or, or whatever it was in my head at that time I was just I was mad at the movie and I didn't see it on opening night I saw it the following Monday because I just wasn't like the Monday after the weekend I just was not having this movie I was I was just afraid it was going to ruin the whole thing for me so that's how important like the original jurassic park and everything before is is to me but yeah. i just enhanced it it did the opposite it, it shocked me it surprised me and it it was everything i didn't know i wanted and i just and it just pulled me in even further into the new into the new world <laughs> yeah it is interesting you know um Jurassic World, I think, just did wonders for, for every fan. You know, like, whether you liked or appreciated these new movies or not, I think it just it reinvigorated everybody, you know, from top to bottom. We, we've all got more excitement and more hype and more conversations. And, you know, whether, you know, you exclude the new movies or not, I think we're, there's so many people talking about Jurassic now. Um, and, yeah, it makes me wonder, like, Jurassic World never came around at what point does Jurassic just kind of fall into obscurity? I mean, it's it's a 
popular enough and they were huge movies obviously back back in the 90s but like at some point i feel like you know you just kind of move on right you just kind of forget like um, there was a point sometimes. where i like i was looking up um uh like information about jurassic park 4 for so long mm-hmm. like and I, I i probably never stopped but like periods of time where I was just, it would just forget about it. Right. And then I would be like, Oh my God. Yeah, that's right. Let me look up something. And, you know, I think, you know, everybody has their times when they kind of come and go, when they go into the series out of the franchise, like for me, you know, Jurassic Park three was that time where I just like kind of checked out. And I, I was, I was obviously a huge Jurassic Park fan for those first two movies. The third one just did nothing for me. And I, I checked out, you know, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was uh, hopping I more on board. Yeah. It just, I know you're a little bit younger than me, so maybe hit you at the right time. It just, it kind of maybe hit you when the lost world hit me where that Probably. was like the perfect, you know, time for the lost world to hit me. And so when Jurassic Park three hits me, I'm in, I'm in high school. I'm too cool for school. It's just like, I, I, I moved on to the Lord of the Rings at that point. And I was a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I loved everything about them and i was always you know into those movies watching them um so you know i just moved on to different things so i think everybody kind of has their moments where they maybe come and go or you know yeah i don't know it's it's interesting to look at how we all kind of come at this franchise from different angles yeah i would have been 11 when jurassic park 3 came out and that was and I, i was like seven when lost world came out and i I think my parents just figured i was too young at seven to see lost world in theaters i mean i did see i I saw jurassic park in my house so that's different (laughs) but seeing it in theaters with like because two years before that was the power rangers movie and i remember being really scared at the end i thought they were gonna die i thought they were gonna lose i was (laughs) so scared so in that case Two years later, my parents might have been like, well, maybe at home we can watch it, but not on the big screen. So Jurassic Park 3 is was my first screen Jurassic. And I remember being really excited. And I remember going to see it multiple times. And I remember getting the VHS for the house. And it was a big deal. It was a big deal for me. And it, it only reminded me really of what I had in the early 90s with my dad. And what I still have. I mean, we, we're still into it me and my dad but um like what how much of an influence he had so it's not even just the movie it's my relationship with my dad that really is the core of the movie like for the longest time i i think i said before that i didn't know jurassic park was a famous movie i thought it was just this little film that only me and my dad knew about it was this obscure thing that nobody watched and it was our special movie like i didn't i didn't know until years later of course that it was a crazy insane blockbuster but so it's always been very 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 special to me and to our relationship so to um it's just a little alarming that people might think <laughs> that I just jump in with Jurassic World because I have such an emotional attachment to the early years. So this, oh my goodness, I just want to like yell to the world right now so everyone knows. No, well, I'm not a bandwagon. I'm not. I'm not like 15. Not no offense to 15s year olds, but I'm double that, <laughs> and I'm very much into the early early movies. <laughs> yeah, you, it seems like the. When the when these movies hit you is the same way they hit me, but you know a movie ahead. So for me, Jurassic and then right. the Lost World. Like, yeah. So it's I find it interesting though that like the Lost World doesn't connect with you as much 
you know, mm-hmm. even though that's the same time that I saw Jurassic Park. Maybe it is because it's darker and stuff like that. Maybe it wasn't there wasn't as much attachment as a seven year old for like the Lost World, right. but mm-hmm. you know, Jurassic Park is a lot more brighter and and, and vibrant mm-hmm. of a movie. Um, but yeah, that being like eleven, twelve when when the Lost World came out, that was just there was nothing better in that time, right. and it was amazing. That so that's why I kind of I kind of view those two movies pretty equal for me and sometimes the lost world is even my more favorite at times so i I go back and forth and and jurassic park 3 while i love the movie it just it took a long time to get there and it was one that like i and i you know i know we we saw the fallen kingdom together and we we both came away like oh wait man what that was a little interesting what happened there um and for different aspects you you more story-wise and me more the fact that like everything was given away in the trailers but Mm -hmm. Like Jurassic Park three, I actively was just disappointed in in the entire movie, like coming out of that movie. So yeah. that was yeah. That's and, funny. And a few years could do that. Then just a few years, yeah, changes the whole thing. But it, yeah, it's so interesting to see you know someone like you that just saw that movie and loved it. And I know you know mm-hmm. there's a lot of you out there that loved <laughs> Jurassic Park three when you first saw it. But it all it all depends on your age and. um yeah, but uh, it's it's good to know and uh, confirm, and we'll use this as like the promo, so like everybody knows. Like, yeah, hey guys, I'm gonna get some alarming. important information here. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm not a, a jump on bandwagon world fan. I've been here for a long time. I used to be on the old Jurassic Legacy forums, and mm-hmm. I used to listen to the Jurassic Cast with Sam and whoever. I can't remember <laughs> was on was on that back in the like years ago. <laughs> So, I mean, I've been around. Yeah, whoever it was. I don't know. Um, Wow. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's move on to the next one. Um, Where are we? Uh, All right. So, we have a website uh, uh, submission here. This one's from Alex. And it's it's, the subject is sad JP3 mailbag question. (laughs) So, yeah, it's from positivity to negativity. And maybe, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, Message says, I had a sad realization towards Ellie and Alan. On the plane, Grant says, yeah, well, the bones will stay there when we get back. Oh, wait, wait, nope, that's not what it says. It says, yeah, well, the bones will still be there when we get back. That's the great thing about Bones. They never run away. And he looked so sad in that moment. Ellie ran away too. Now I'm sad. So please, change my mind. <laughs> that's from Alex. <laughs> so, I don't know if I can. That is, I mean, that's sad. I mean, do we, we, don't, do we know that Ellie ran away? Um, or was Grant the one that said, peace out, you know? That's true. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that helps. It's still yeah. either way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bring it's, it is I have the movie yeah. here. Let's uh where was that? He said it was on the plane. Um There's a resonating chamber. Uh there's the plane. Okay, here's the plane. Play. Oh, they're on the island. They're back at the island. See, I have no I've no clue. I like know the line, but I have no clue where this happens. All the other movies, I'm like, bam, there it is. This movie, I'm like, I have no clue. Skip ahead. It can't be this far forward, right? I couldn't tell you. It's been a while. 
Oh, I don't even have the... Oh, sorry. Nobody else can hear this right now. There you go. There, now it's on. I'm sitting here listening to music, and you're just sitting there in silence. <laughs> now, where does this happen on the plane? I have no clue. Do you know where this line is? Yeah, I remember this. Where's the line? Oh, there's a part before that. Let me... Yeah, here, here. Uh oh, there's Grant waking up. Okay, here here's some more airplane stuff. There's Billy. Skipping all right, ten oh right, now we're back in the bar. Alright, so now here's the airplane from the beginning. Alright, so I just want to see how sad he looks. Even with what I pay you, couldn't you afford a better bag? No way. This one's lucky. A couple years ago, some buddies and I went hang gliding on these cliffs in New Zealand, and this big updraft came and swept me right against the sun. Let's just watch Man. Jurassic Park 3. Wow, that does sound lucky. Was this strap alone? Oh. Even with what I pay you. Oh my god, it skipped. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Thank you for bringing me along. Yeah, well, the bones will still be there when we get back. It's a great thing about bones, they never run away. Uh truth is you got me into he looks this. he looks a little yeah well the bones will still be there when we get back it's a great thing about bones and never run away he's yeah he's kind of like he looks out the window when he starts it he's just kind of like not paying attention to billy and then he's just dodging his eyes all over the place after that kind of like just like looking like uh but yeah i that's interesting I don't know if there's a connection there, but (laughs) I don't know if there's a connection between Ellie in that moment, but um, who knows? Maybe, see, I feel like Grant is more the jerk in this situation, like in in every situation. I agree with you, though. He's not really the nicest guy, uh, so I I could see more so him kind of maybe driving Ellie away and maybe him being upset that he drove her away or something like that. I think he's just unaware and blunt. Like he, he doesn't mean to be that way. He just it's just how he is. He's just like <laughs> yeah. what? Like what what's wrong? What did I just say that's wrong? Like nothing's wrong. Just, yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I like I like his sarcasm though when he, when Billy's telling him about the bag, he's like, Yeah, it's my lucky bag. He's like, Yeah, that does sound really lucky. Like and he's just <laughs> giving the most deadpan look ever. Cause he's like, That doesn't sound lucky. That sounds like you got in a jam and just, you know, I don't know. But I don't know. I can't really help your sadness, though. Maybe, maybe the fact that Grant could be a jerk helps out a little bit. What do you think, Alex? Does that help? Let me know. Let us know. Uh, let's move on to another voicemail here. Uh, I don't know who this one's from either, but uh, let's take a listen. Um, this is the Real Jurassic Park podcast. Is it this is. the I forget your name because I haven't watched you in a while, but <laughs> have you? So your quarantine been good or what's up? Or, you know, kind of. <laughs> Jurassic mailbag. I'm on the Jurassic mailbag right now. I would just like to leave you a message to so know. Uh, I love you guys at the Jurassic Park podcast. Just keep doing a great job and goodbye. Thank you. That's very sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I'm doing good. Um, you know, I'm keeping up, 
uh, staying busy and getting to do some extra Jurassic stuff during the quarantine. It's not really like I, I kind of thought that there would be a whole lot more time to do things, but uh, there really hasn't been. Um, no, so time somehow. Yeah, it's it's weird, but you know, I I've I've gotten to do a, some more extra videos and stuff like that, and uh, I've been playing a lot of video games, like. A lot of video mm-hmm. games, whether it's Animal Crossing or uh, like The Last of Us 2, which you don't play if you're uh, a kid. Um, do not play that. Um, but um, yeah, so I've been playing a lot of video games. So me and this kid here, we don't, we don't have much, you know, difference. We have a lot in common, I guess, probably. Um, but yeah, uh, what about you? How, how you been doing? Um, well, I, I feel like I'm constantly running in slow motion and not actually getting anywhere and not actually doing anything or getting anything done, but I'm still running all the time, but nothing is happening around me. I, so I'm just like running through molasses, really. <laughs> That's how it is. Every day I wake up and slow motion running and I'm just like, why is nothing happening? I'm so tired. Nothing is happening though. <laughs> like I can't do anything. Yeah. I've. I feel like days have gone way faster for some reason. I'm like, I wake up and then all of a sudden uh, it's time to go to bed. And yeah. I'm like, okay. What's going and on? And then it's July. Like you wake up and, and it's, July. it's July. Yeah. What? When was the, when did, like when did the, it's not even July. It's like July 3rd. Tomorrow is July 3rd. <laughs> Where did July 1st and 2nd go? We're three days in. <laughs> I don't even remember coming into July. I don't I, remember the end of June. At oh, all. Before we know it, fireworks will be going off. And then it'll oh be gosh, next year. August. Fireworks next year will be going off. And I'll be like, well, what happened to the rest of the year? I don't know. <laughs> no, don't know. soon soon enough it'll just be February. And then we'll be talking about oh, that again. No. Not fe- oh man. We at least we got a few a few months before Feb February. Maybe. February. Might go quick. Uh so thank you for the call. Um let's see here. The next one is also from our website. Uh, let's see. Sorry, I was just moving my seat. Uh, this is from Brett, and it says, uh, subject is Jurassic World 3 and new segment idea. Uh, hello, I was just listening to your June mailbag, and I was thinking about the dinosaurs that got shipped from Falling Kingdom. I think Dodgson got the dinos that we saw being shipped out, but noticed Owen and Claire and recognized them from the news, or maybe at least Claire and left. Oh, okay. Uh, so what if those dinos were him and Biosyns? Two more things. Remember the Nasutoceratops from Be- Battle at Big Rock? What if Biosyn made those? I also have an idea for a segment. So maybe Brad and Jen can think about a toy line that is made of any toy company, even Lego and Hasbro. Y'all make the line anything you want it to be. Hybrids, herbivores, super colossal, even based off video games. And you could do Legacy or Amber Collection, but just in case you all don't do the segment, what was the last Mattel toy line before? Uh, what last Mattel toy line before Jurassic World Three would you like to see? I would personally like to see either a hybrid line or a line based off Jurassic World Alive. Sorry for the long email. Bye. Thanks, Brett. Um, all right, so there's a bunch of things in here. All right, yeah, so. I don't know if you're following me, my reading of that first part about Dodgson. Um, but uh, again, this actually goes back to, uh, I think we were talking about this in either, uh, I did a live stream with Tom 
uh, Tom Fishenden, and then I did the mail, uh, the uh, not the mailbag, the wire with Aaron, and we talked about Dodgson in both of those. So I'm getting them confused. I don't know which one I set it in or whoever set it in, but uh, somebody brought up the fact that maybe Dodgson was at the auction. You know, uh, a kind of shady guy who mm. might be trying to get some dinosaurs at some point. Maybe he was there. So what the email is saying here is, um, you know, what if he was there? But he saw Owen and Claire and then booked it out of there. So we never really saw him in the movie. But maybe he got those dinosaurs anyway. Maybe somebody that bid on those dinosaurs, maybe the ones that we saw getting shipped out, were getting shipped out to Biosyn. Do you think do you think he, that's a possibility? I mean, maybe he himself wasn't at the auction, but his people were. And he was like on the phone with them or something. I mean, he totally yeah. could have been involved. That's that's the joke I made was the guy that said twenty millions. Like I was <laughs> like Dodge Dodgson's on the other guy on the other line and with a guy and he's like twenty million. And then the guy just screams out twenty millions and he's like, Okay, okay. All right, say it that way, that's fine. Um so now I hope so. Now I now I I want that for no reason. I mean look than- yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's a black market kind of thing going on there, right? So there's probably a lot of money, but like twenty million—that's that's a lot. So maybe somebody with some big pockets could be, you know, the head of of uh, you know a company like Biosyn. So that's certainly a possibility. Um, yeah, I'm very interested to see how they link that back in because that's like a a little storyline there that hasn't really been touched in a very very long time. And that's they're gonna have to pick that up. So I don't know. I, I don't know really how they're gonna introduce or what what the connection's gonna be exactly, or how they're gonna uh, follow through with that whole thing. It's gonna have to be something like this is what he's been doing the last so many years or something. Yeah, um, I, I know I brought it up before, but um, the uh, the idea again to tie everything together. It's it centers around like that cafe scene. Um, just imagine because we were talking about that cafe being like kind of a hub for InGen employees or just Jurassic Park employees, whoever was going to and from the island. You know that boat that takes people back and forth mm-hmm. from the island. So that's where maybe a lot of employees go to eat lunch or something. Mm-hmm. Or, you know during their off time. So what if somebody like Doctor Wu was there, overheard. Nedry and, and Dodgson going over this plan. Uh, and then once they kind of go away from each other, Dr. Wu steps in and says, I want to be a part of this to Dodgson. And then they get they get entangled in. So now Dodge, uh, now Dr. Wu is the backup to Dennis that we never knew about. And it ties into his evil demeanor later on in the Jurassic World movies, of course. Um, and D- uh, Dr. Wu is the one who recovers the... DNA uh, in the Barbasol can after Nedry dies. There's like a homing beacon or something in there. And then uh, Dr. Wu tries to assemble some dinosaurs from that DNA, but eventually fails. That's kind of like the way that we were thinking. I, I would like to see him fail because we know that no, no other companies out there made dinosaurs, right? So nobody really won from that scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like a guy like Dodgson would be trying this entire time, right? to make dinosaurs, to, to do something with dinosaurs, to get them back to life. Um, but now is his chance and, and now is his time to shine when these dinosaurs are free um, or from the auction. It would be really cool if there was like a little flashback too of like the auction and we just never knew that he was there. Um, that's certainly a possibility. Um, but I definitely think he was certainly behind the lines, uh, you know, at least on a phone call 
you know, trying to put somebody put the the bidding sign up, you know. I really like everything you just said. I like everything we've through, and I definitely think Wu needs some kind of grounding of why he's evil now and mm-hmm. was he before or like that's still odd and not never explained at this point yet we still have to believe that he's evil repeatedly even though we don't really know exactly why he hates the world so i mean that would be nice <laughs> that would be nice yeah. to get some backing on that and if they want to tie that in i mean that's the perfect way to do it so i, I like that a lot yeah, and as far as the new Pseudoceratops um, potentially being made from Biosyn, um, I, I don't think that's a that's something that happened. You know, um, I don't remember it was either Colin or or J. A. Bayona, but somebody had said at some point that you know they didn't point the camera at everything that was in there on the boat that came uh, and brought all the dinosaurs back from Nublar, so. I think wasn't that in re- in reference to the Nasudoceratops, or am I misremembering that? I forget. Um, yeah, I don't remember. But I think I think it was, you know, a, a, a Jurassic creation. I don't think it was um, a Nasudoceratops uh, from Biosyn. So, uh, that's my idea. But um, you have any idea on that? Do you think Biosyn made them, or do you think it's just a Jurassic creation? I do not have an idea on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our, so for the segment idea, though, we're going to talk toys. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> At least I have a small idea on that, like a, well, a, a smidgen. Here's the thing. Like, you can make up whatever you want. That's the point of whatever this is, is, you know, whether it's Lego or, you know, Mattel or Hasbro, whoever you want to make these toys. What do you want? Um, before Jurassic World not. 3 like what what do you want to see at, like just before Jurassic World 3 comes out like say we get one more line or something before the movie um, I think we've discussed this before I really love the idea of I not quite Legos but um, the the like the poly pockets but in giant form like you open the like the dollhouse kind of situation and there's yeah. just all the pieces and all the things like we, we talked about um, having them themed to different, different areas and even having like Hammond in one spot and his whole little thing. And then having like Jurassic Park, like just the, the open up the land and then all the things are inside the land and just like all the characters and like a ginormous Polly pocket, I think is what we, we've liked in the past. Um, and also because there's not enough, I would like more clear figures, please. Because there's just not enough, but definitely the 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 um giant set pieces with just the tons of pieces at, with them. So like the amount of pieces that Lego has, just not Legos. I like that, and and that makes me kind of like go on a tangent too, because I I love uh, that uh, Playmobil stuff. I don't know if you've seen anything recently, but uh, they have a bunch of sets out for Ghostbusters, and they just recently came out with like uh, a Back to the Future DeLorean. So they they make these like pretty awesome looking like toys, but you know Lego-y kind of toy things. But it's just they're really detailed and they look like collector's pieces in a way. Um, so I would love it if if they Ooh, did like yeah. that, but for Jurassic, that would be awesome. Because um, right now, go ahead. 
Um, I'm just saying I'm looking at it right now, and that's basically what I had in my head. So, yeah. yeah. That's what it was reminding me of. I didn't um, know it was a real thing. I did not know that people <laughs> actually did this. So this is like, this could be possible if they licensed Jurassic. Yeah, um, I don't know uh, who owns Playmobil. Oh um, gosh, could exactly what was in my head. How did that happen? How did they take this from my head and put it in a <laughs> toy without me knowing? <laughs> yeah, you know, right now we have like the Duplo Jurassic stuff um, and it, nothing has changed. Like it's just been this one or two sets, I think. Um, and they're very minimal. There's, they're not like big play sets or anything like that. So it's kind of along the lines of Playmobil, but uh, you know, even kind of younger to be at, to be honest. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, we have, we have, um, what is that? What did I just say? Duplo. We have imagine next stuff and, they haven't really gone too wild with Imagine X. There's a lot of like, there's some really cool and innovative stuff in there, but there's nothing big playsetty like these Playmobil things. So I think that would be a really great way to go. Um, and I, like I said, I, I love really the stuff awesome. that they're making. Oh, what is this? I love the stuff well, that they they're have... making. Oh, perfect! They... Actually, look at this. Um, I send you this link. This is perfect. Uh, there's actually a um, a dinosaur one here. Super long link. I, I, um, I'm just, I just came across a um, aquarium one, which is very much could be a water dinosaur situation. Yeah, and the one it I looks just like that. Oh, the one okay. I, just I sent see to you is like the Jurassic Park three boat, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> With like a, it's like a fan boat though, um, but it's, it's so got tiny. that cage. I, I I want like something that yeah. is as tall as me. <laughs> oh. Because <laughs> you remember in like the old Toys R Us catalogs when you have like a um a, like a a a big uh, house or something. And it's mm -hmm. like the little girls, like, I don't know, three feet tall standing next to it. And it's like as tall as her. I oh, want yeah. one as tall as me. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I've probably said it a bunch of times, but that was, that was my visitor center was the Barbie dream house. Um, it was my sister's Barbie dream house. And uh, it's like two or three floors and it's massive. It's like three or four feet tall. And it was amazing as a visitor center, like uh, a hub spot for all of my characters to, to go and hide and for dinosaurs to attack. So something like that. Um, and oh, even this, like this is a, they Playmobil makes like a police headquarters. It looks like, and it kind of looks like a Raptor pen or something like that. It kind of reminds me of what we saw in Jurassic world. Mm. Oh, um, yeah. It looks just like it with the catwalk up top and yeah. The two so layers and the they could just, you know, refurb these a little bit and make them into Jurassic. Like that would be awesome. And then um, make them like 70 times bigger so I can like, step yeah. inside. Like I want my size. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm too old for the kid size, so I want my size. Yeah. They're cool. They look kind of like uh, you could display them too if you bought them. Like you don't have to play with them, but they look uh, they look pretty cool. I've considered getting that DeLorean a bunch of times. I did not get it yet, but it's like 40 bucks for the DeLorean and, and a few other things. So I might get that at some point. But yeah, that's that's what we would create. So yeah. we're on the same page here. Um, all right. So next up, ooh, we got uh, a bunch of voicemails. So this voicemail is from Garrett. Take it away, Garrett. What's going on, Brad and Jen? I hope you guys are doing well. This is Garrett or Shaky Grades around Twitter. I've been listening to the podcast for years, and I just want to say thanks for entertaining me while at work all this time. You guys do a great job. Anytime. 
So uh, recently I had a lifetime dream fulfilled when I had the opportunity to see Jurassic Park in a movie theater for the first time. I'm 24, so I didn't really get the opportunity to see it when it was first released for obvious reasons. <laughs> um, I live in a super small town, and there's not really any new films playing at our local theater, so they've been playing older classic movies, and Jurassic Park was one of them. It was so incredible to see one of my all-time favorite movies on the big screen, and I yeah. just thought that it was a super special experience for me, and wanted to share that with you guys here. So uh, with that being said, my question for you guys is, have you seen the first Jurassic movie in a theater, and how did that experience impact you? So yeah, thanks again for everything. You guys rock. Party on. <laughs> Nicely tying in, Garrett. I, I like that. You're, you're tying things together here. Um, and Jen, I, I, I believe you kind of uh, mentioned you know, an experience. Was that the first time you saw Jurassic Park in theaters uh, when it was in 3D? Yeah, that would have been my first one. That was okay. also a big deal. That was the big deal to see it in 3D. Oh, my God, and yeah. The big deal, the big deal to see it in theaters the first time, yeah. Yeah, I know, because sometimes theaters does do the throwback movies, and my theater never did a throwback to Jurassic. They did Back to the Future and all of that in all those Jaws and all those years, but... They never did a throwback to Jurassic Park. So the 3D one was my first time seeing it in theaters. And it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember the 3D time, too. And I know our buddy Aaron worked on that, too. Um, so that was that was such a special time. Because that was, like, for me as well, uh, you know, I hadn't had the chance to see it since it came out in theaters, like, in a theater. Um, you mentioned like other movies. Yeah. I saw back to the future in theaters, I think around that time or maybe a little bit before that. Um, and, uh, yeah. So th there's been this history of like reshowing movies and nowadays I feel like it's even more popular. Like you have flashback cinema or, or something mm -hmm. from, uh, yeah, they do that all the time. Yeah. So it but never Jurassic a lot. Park. Like, really? Never. Oh, so I saw, I, I was able to see Jurassic Park. So this was after, um, after the 3D, it was only like a few years ago. Um, they did the flashback cinema. I got to see Jurassic Park. They did like this whole intro, I think, beforehand or or after. I forget. Um, but it was really nice to to be able to see that. And I and I always talk about that netting that I saw up in the tree because of that showing. Because like I, I noticed something new like a few years ago watching mm -hmm. Jurassic Park in theaters, and it was so awesome. And specifically like that flashback one, like I. I, w I went by myself um, and there was a bunch of like families in there and, you know, younger audiences and stuff like that, because, you know, I guess everybody's family was taking the kids to go see Jurassic Park for the first time in theaters. And that was really special just to see like families going to see this movie and maybe a lot of kids seeing it either for the first time or their first experience in a theater. And that was just so cool. And kind of like just watching this whole legacy unfold. And it was really awesome just to kind of see that. Um, I think we, me and you saw it together in theaters, right? I think so. In mm, Philly. Um, we? yeah, we saw it in, in, at the museum in Philly. Oh, that's right. That's right. They're supposed to show Jurassic World and then they, they show <laughs> Jurassic Park instead. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we saw there, um, I know a lot of people have probably seen it, you know, at the 25th anniversary. I didn't get to go out to that. Um, 
you you didn't make that either, right? No, I didn't. Oh, so, no. yeah, so there was that. Um, but yeah, actually, uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, um, near it's like an hour away from me. There's like a, a drive-in as well. And uh, they were showing Jaws and Back to the uh, – no, not Back to the Future, um, Jurassic Park, this movie that we're talking no. about. Um, and I wanted to go so bad, but like I, we, we didn't go because the first movie was Jaws. And, you know, um, for me to, me to have to go, I'm not going by myself right now. I'm not driving an hour out there and then watching these movies and then having to stay till the next movie to see Jurassic Park. Like, I barely make it through the first one, like, without falling asleep, just not because I don't like it, but just because I'm like, I can't not just sit there and fall asleep <laughs> through that many movies. <laughs> um, but uh, so we didn't go to see it. And plus, like, neither of them are really appropriate, I guess, for my kid at at least you know, for us. So we, we didn't go to see that. Um, but we probably are going to go this weekend to go see, uh, Ghostbusters. Um, mm. it's my kids like favorite movie. So we'll go see Ghostbusters and that'll be awesome. I'll be, I think that'll be the first time I think it's the first. Yeah. It came out in 84, I believe. Right. Or 80. Yeah. I think it was 84. Um, so I don't think I got to see that ever in theaters. So I've seen it a hundred times outside of theaters, but, um, but yeah, that'll be interesting. It's always fun to see a movie in theaters or drive-ins. Yeah, um, with other people is the thing. Like just knowing other people, or it's it's like a live theater experience thing. Like you, you just know other people are experiencing that with you at the same time. Like that's, yeah, that's always neat. Because there is you're, a theater. You're even more secluded, but yeah, in a theater, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But um, there's a movie theater around here that um obviously it's closed due to the whole thing, and they just like put up a screen and they started showing movies and um jaws was on the roster and jurassic world was actually on the roster and a couple other films and then i guess with more pandemic stuff they had they got shut down um they never got to fully open that for a few weeks because i don't mm. know they needed more roles or something i don't know what their situation was but they had to put it on pause for a few weeks and for whatever reason, they never went back and rescheduled those movies, but instead they put in Fallen Kingdom. So we never got to, we were going to go see Jurassic World there whenever they did that, but then they, they got rid of it and then paused and then Fallen Kingdom, they put Fallen Kingdom in instead. So we're like, well, we'll go see Fallen Kingdom then. So we, we went out and then um, sat in their parking lot <laughs> with other people in their parking lot and uh, watched Fallen Kingdom on the, on their big, blow up screen so that was nice. neat but yeah they didn't they had you know they had stuff like that they had jaws they had old shows but they didn't have jurassic park and we're like well they you should obviously match um like jurassic park and jurassic world together or something like that but yeah, yeah i was hoping I, you know, they would have jurassic park i'm a little bummed about like the follow-up because there's there's always like the t i feel like there's always two movies right so this weekend it's ghostbusters and then deadpool is like the second movie it's and i'm weird, like that that's really weird to go from a PG to a, a, a hard R. That's just a bad transition. They like, had um, originally they were doing double features. When it came back, they were doing single features. But originally uh, um, Fallen Kingdom was paired with Minions. And then another option was, I mean, not Fallen Kingdom, Jurassic World was paired with Minions. And then okay. another couple days it was paired with Onward. So okay. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and and I know like at least the theater that we have, uh, the uh, drive-in that we have has two screens, so you can actually usually they have like a more kid-friendly 
you know, uh, two films, and right, then they have right. more of like an, an adult two films. Um, so yeah, but for some reason, it's going from Ghostbusters, which sure it's like scary, and I mean not really scary or anything, but it's like for maybe for kids, it might be a little scary. But um, and then you just cut to Deadpool. It's like ah, too <laughs> too. You went too far. Like, why not show dress uh, uh, like an older movie or or Ghostbusters two or something? You know, like. Something that kind of ties in with that. Uh, It feels a little weird, but yeah, I know some places were showing Jurassic Park and then Jaws. I feel like there there must have been some combo, like from Universal. It's like let's just show you guys can show these two movies this weekend. Feel free, go ahead, have at it. Some places maybe chose to show one first and the other one second, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, mine Mm -hmm. showed it second. So I was like, eh, I'm not going all the way out there for that. Um, But yeah, I've seen it uh, like three or. two or three, four times or you know, something since um, in theaters, since it was originally in theaters. So it's mm. nice to see. Yeah, it is. It's nice to experience it with other people. That's yeah. the best part. Uh, let's see. Next up, uh, voicemail from our buddy Yaroslav. Uh, let's see. What's he say? What's he saying? Hey, Brad, Jen. This is Yaroslav. Uh, also known as Jaros428. Um, I'm actually calling right after I just answered uh the question about uh, which set would you like to be on. So I guess this won't uh, really matter at this point when you guys listen to this. But anyway, um, first of all, I listened to the mailbag for June the other day. And, yes, uh, I did want to call just to mix up your names. So uh, (laughs) sorry about that. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, I did want to ask a question that I remember I called in for before. I just never... I don't think I ever uh, heard the response to it in um, previous mailbacks, but if uh, you guys already did, I apologize, and you can just skip over this, but I'm going to ask it again. Um, I remember I asked if, um, if uh, well, actually, sorry. I remember I asked um, what kind of character would you guys like in Dominion that's akin to, um, like, a kind of like a know-it-all, like, uh, um, kind of like an arrogant person who, who's just a... Oh, sorry, I cut it off, my bad. <laughs> hey, Brett, and Dominion, that's akin here. to, um, like, a, kind of like a know-it-all, like, uh, um, kind of like an arrogant person who, who's just a supporting character, uh, that's akin to like Robert Burke in the Lost World, or um, I guess you'd probably put Cooper in that position because it's like a, a person that has expertise but ends up failing hilariously. Because um, I remember I was thinking about this before, and I thought it'd be funny if they had like uh, someone. I like the guy, but like someone like Coyote Peterson or whatever doing like um, doing like. Uh, uh, what do you call it? like uh, the documentary type stuff on the dinosaurs, you know, like m- maybe like uh, Nigel Marvin or whatever. And this is like someone who's never really, uh, he's just like a poser for, for like dinosaur um, uh, education. And then he gets eaten by a dinosaur, you know, it's just, he, he's like an ongoing character. So I thought it'd be funny if uh, they did something like that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd be interested in hearing what you guys, what you guys uh, would think for the next film. All right, bye. Hmm. 
I think so, I remember this because they uh, yeah. say the um, Jurassic World live guy. Did I? Thought you did. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you that that um that kid then in the uh, uh, Chad? Yeah, isn't that what you said? I don't know. Maybe. I, I think so. <laughs> it was back when I, we were still podcasting on my bed. Oh, before I, I mean, had my you, desk. You were. I I was here in this yeah in this basement. <laughs> I remember that because I was upstairs when we had this question. I yeah, my memory is horrible. So <laughs> I vaguely remember the question, and I have no clue what I said at the time. I have, I have no no idea what week it was. I'm gonna I'm gonna just say something different. Maybe I don't know. I'm gonna say. I want David Attenborough <laughs> to get eaten. Is that bad? Um, you know, obviously, uh, Sir Richard Attenborough's brother. Um, and he is kind of like that narrator, you know, that uh, documentary guy that kind of sounds like what he's talking about in a way. Um, he's not necessarily like, you don't necessarily view David Attenborough as like this cocky guy that you're like, yeah, get eaten. But like, maybe they could make him that way. Um, I don't know you know what shape he is to do this or not i know he's he's 94 years old so i don't know if that's possible but that would be funny (laughs) i don't know i don't know and this is where we fly off the rails yeah i i'm realizing he's 94 years old i i still think he's doing stuff is he still working i feel like his voice is all over the place yeah, he's always doing those things, unless they're always repeats. But I feel like he's always doing those documentary things. Yeah, so let me those see. Uh, self, um, 2020. I mean, so he's doing stuff still. Wow, he's doing, yeah. He's still, he's still got a voice, so I guess he's still recording. Mm-hmm. So as far as on screen, though, at 94, I don't know if that really makes a whole lot of sense. But um, maybe he could do like a voice death. Like you hear him talking on the TV or something. He's like, oh, oh no. Um, but uh, no, another thing that just came to my mind, and I, I got to say I have not checked it out. I don't know anything about it really. Um, but uh, there's a lot of controversy going on right now with uh, Discovery Channel, I believe, and like this Dino – is it Dino Hunters? I don't really even know what the full details are. Um, but uh, people that are essentially like finding fossils and selling them instead of putting them in museums. So mm-hmm. maybe they could make mock versions of these characters and just, uh, you know, take let the dinosaurs take them away. Yes. <laughs> Good answer, Jen. Love Thank it. Thank you. That's why I'm here to provide insight in this way. Yes. Well, is that your answer or <laughs> That is my answer. Okay. All right. So, she wants the band Yes to be eaten on screen, I guess. Uh Exactly. Exactly but yeah, it's a hard question, man. That's a hard question. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's like the silly side of things that I, I'm, I'm not fun, so I don't know. I don't really care about that stuff. Yeah, it's re- it's hard. I mean, like I don't follow paleontology too closely, so I don't know anybody that would be like, you know, kind of like what they've done in the past or anything. Um, I don't know. 
not too sure. Maybe like maybe what if what if Bill Nye the science guy showed up? <laughs> that would be funny. That would be great. See, I I contribute. I know. I can, I like Bill. Mr. Him Nye. and him and Ellen are going like you know Green. back to look at dinosaurs oh then my goodness that's disney, genius disney contracts genius. them to go find dinosaurs in the wild <gasps> so yeah it's perfect and then they get eaten filming genius. episode one. Oh my goodness disney could be like we want to refilm um <laughs> the energy adventure in 2020 and yeah. we're gonna send you off with the real dinosaurs because they're out there for real now so well, what would be Go. great is if they didn't realize they just sent them out into the woods in California to film oh, some behind the scenes stuff or whatever. And then it turns out dinosaurs are actually out there and they do take them down. That would be good. I, I'd like that. I think That'd be funny. I think that's what's really there's no Guardians of the Galaxy ride. That's what's really going in that building. Mm-hmm. Oh, Not man, that would be great. That would be great. Oh, geez, <laughs> I want that. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. There we go. That's our answer. Ellen and Phil Nye, the science guy. <laughs> Please. Oh, my goodness. Very specific audience. And uh, maybe our next uh, voicemail here, the, uh, Jurassic Steven, might have some knowledge on that. But uh, let's take a, take it away, Steven. Hey, Brad and Orgen. I'm assuming you're both doing this like normal. I don't know why you wouldn't. Anyway, uh, this is Steven, <laughs> Jurassic Steven on Twitter. Uh, I just wanted to call in and say, firstly, uh, that with everything going on in the world, I respect that you as a uh, podcaster and influencer have your uh you know donation for the color for change for the the you're standing up for what you believe and you're using your influence i think that's great i think that makes you a great host of the podcast and i think this is the best podcast ever so those two things go together well um i also wanted to say that i am like on a huge kick for uh jurassic june right now and i'm getting like the hype train for dominion is super high uh, i introduced my nephews to jurassic world one and two uh last month so they loved it and that just got me super excited about it um, I just had a question, uh, and of course it's regarding Dominion, and I guarantee you've already talked about it, but you know what, it's just fun to hear speculations on Dominion. Uh, what did you, did you hear the news firstly about, uh, Jeff Goldblum, Laura Dern, Sam Neill, like they said, they're going to be through the whole movie, they're not just cameos. Did you hear that news? Well, what it. do you think of it? And, um, <laughs> do you think that it will detract from Claire and Owen as the main characters, if hmm? we're spending so much time focusing on the old huh? ones, is it going to feel kind of pandering, or do you think it's going to be tastefully handled? Uh, I'll leave that up to you guys. I'm excited to hear your responses, and uh, it's great that you guys are still doing this. I love this podcast, and I'll keep listening. See you guys later. Bye. Well, um, <laughs> Stephen, uh, thank you for the kind words. Um, if you've already heard, we probably uh, answered your question already. Uh, pretty specifically okay. too. <laughs> hyped. I guess we could, on the hype factor, we were hyped at the very beginning of the podcast, and then we totally went somewhere else, and now we're back to the hype for filming starting soon. And I get that. Like we, just, I, I kind of want to watch Jurassic World now and Fallen Kingdom to just like get back into it because, like, I feel like we've been on hiatus we're not obviously we've been doing this and not slowing down at all really but the whole movie thing like they started filming in february then they stopped and we've just been in limbo floating around doing our thing and like we're getting we got to get back into it you know you got to get back excited and hyped and 
ready for set photos and stuff. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Now, this is kind of a, a tangent from some of this question here. Um, but as far as Bryce, like, what is she saying right now? Uh, you've probably been, you know, keyed in on exactly what she's feeling. I feel like there, I haven't heard a lot about uh, a ton of cast members. We heard, you know, uh, Grant, uh, just Sam Neill, you know, he confirmed again that, uh, you know, they're going to be major roles and he's going to be throughout the, or they're going, they're going to be throughout the whole movie. Um, but what about, what about, uh, Bryce? Is she, what is she saying about returning? Is she, uh, is she okay with all this, you know, with the safety precautions and everything or, you know, what's her thought process? Um, well, interesting because, I think that we heard things before they did in a way because, oh, was it the Kelly Clarkson interview or the Good Morning America? One of them or Ryan and Kelly, one of the ones that were on the morning and the afternoon talk shows. And um, someone said, oh, no, it was Collider. Oh, my gosh, I'm getting them all mixed up. No, I'm certain it was Collider. And at the very end, he was like, oh, so I hear that Jurassic is filming again on uh july 6th and as soon as he said that her face was like what like it is like her she was like really (laughs) like she was shocked and um that was interview took place at the end of may i think like in late may and um and 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 he said that and and he was like how do you feel about returning and all this she's like oh like she's like i didn't know that was happening and i i guess like she was just kind of going through it and then yikes um lately with the news of the precautions and everything happening like she's kind of more i feel like this probably sounds really bad but i feel like she went through her pr spiel like she kind of was caught off guard on that one and just kind of said stuff off the top of her head but now it seems like she's kind of not trained on what to say but has more of a pre-plan when she is asked that question because they're all all the answers are like oh i feel really safe everyone's doing this we're all like kind of living in the same area and everything's good we're quarantined like she's more i i feel safe doing this i wouldn't be doing it if it didn't feel safe and like that whole thing but that first question that first collider one i mean she's like really like that's happening like oh, now man. like soon like she was really caught off guard on that one so i mean that other than that though it's just been this, the whole same i feel good kind of thing you know i don't know if i uh heard that original one or you know saw her reaction there that's kind of interesting and kind of stinks you know if that's the way that you're kind of introduced to what's happening again um and definitely caught off guard because you know we we had no indication as to what was going on and then all of a sudden it's like, bam, we're going to be the first UK production back in, you know, in the mix here. Um, so, yeah, I imagine that was very surprising. But, um, yeah, nowadays I'm sure it's just all, yeah, we're, we're going to do everything we got to do. It's We're going to be safe. And, you know, we've gone through the precaution list like 20 times here, I feel like, on the podcast. And everything about it just seems like it's it's sinks and hand sanitizer, but not much else. So I don't know how the cast actually feels. I'd really love to know what they're actually thinking instead of what PR is telling them to say. I mean, if I were to guess, I would think that she's terrified because <laughs> she's not, um, she's a very cautious human being, like very, very, very cautious. And I would think that she's avoiding all people contact at all costs and being extremely mm. careful with absolutely everything possible. And to be thrown back into this, I just feel like she's absolutely mortified. But I mean, that's just my guess. I don't know at all, obviously. Um, 
and of course she's saying, oh yeah, I feel safe. I feel great. But in, in my mind, I'm thinking you're probably just so scared out of anybody. And the cast, I feel like should be the most, um, like very disciplined with it and very careful and very scared. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like, I, I feel that. like she's not, might not be having the best time, but that's totally me guessing. I don't know. I could see that. I, I, I don't know. Maybe the most, which, you know, harkens back to other conversations I've had is like, uh, Isabella Sermon's family like might be pretty concerned or mm. you know maybe some of the older cast members might be concerned which now I'm just saying pretty much everybody so I don't know but um yeah, it, yeah it's I weird. could I could send you this just if you want to see it the interview um yeah, uh the Clyder one yeah I'll just send you the link you can watch it later if you want but just if, if you're curious oh well, yeah let's because uh, if I can um I might be able to just pull it up and find out where she yeah, says it and uh, play it for everybody seven seven twelve yeah seven okay, twelve so it's that link you just sent over right um yeah all right so but, like it's her ahead. facial <laughs> she's like really all right so here that folks that already res and something that's you know gives you all the feels I hope I have to ask you one Jurassic question. So um, I heard that you guys might be filming again in July. Um, is that true? <laughs> and I'm very curious, what was your reaction reading the script? Because this is the culmination of this, you know, it's the trilogy of movies that's coming to a close. Yeah, the script was awesome. It was so exhilarating reading it. My husband got to read it too. Colin was like, yeah, you and Seth could read it. And we were like, Aah! like just the whole time, just kind of flipping out, um, which is like, that was exhilarating um, because we are all so excited to come back together. And in terms of the timing of filming, I mean, the God's honest truth is I do not know. I think they're going to be making a judgment call relatively soon, um, but they're still, they're still getting information. They're still figuring out how to proceed in a way that will totally ensure all of our safety, which is the utmost priority. Yeah. Her face, when she, when he yeah. asked that question, her eyes like popped out. She's like, Oh, <laughs> okay. She did not know that. <laughs> and she was not ready for that. And she didn't, didn't want that. I don't think. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, you know, it just makes me concerned. Cause you see like sports coming back now and, and baseball and, and basketball and, a lot of basketball players tested positive and, and baseball players. And I'm like, well, what's to stop Jurassic World 3's crew and cast from testing positive and, you know, holding this thing up farther. That's why I'm like, let's just forget about that June 2021 20, date. Like, honestly, at this point, I don't even care if you, you make it make us wait another five years. I, I really don't care. Like, just, yeah, it, it's a long time. But uh, I, I'm up for delaying the movie, at least for a little bit. But uh yeah, I guess they're going to have to wait and see how it all goes down. Yeah. So. It's really kind of crazy that they have not delayed it. it it's yeah. absolutely nuts. Because just in a sense of even, okay, even if they start now, I don't know. It's just, when are we going to, our first trailer is supposed to be at the end of this year, given patterns. And I don't even know how they're going to make any of that. Like, it just seems just rushing for no reason. It's not like another movie's going to trump them or something. Like, they're just... They got yeah, time. Yeah. They should just take their time on it and do it right. Yeah, that's that's what I think. I don't think that like they have anything to worry about. They're one of the top few franchises out there that's making the money that they are. And like it's it's not about like arguing over, you know, the slot and trying to, you know, beat somebody else out. They're they're gonna win. Like they're they're top at this point. Like 
outside of like Avengers and and sometimes Star Wars, like they're the top you know movies in theaters. So um, they don't have anything to worry about. Push it whenever you want. I know they want to secure a June date, but like move it to the next year. You don't have to rush. And it just makes me worried for the product. And even if everything goes perfectly fine and smooth from now on with the filming, nobody gets sick, nobody gets, you know, anything, any virus or anything. Um, it's still a, a push to get this thing out on time. And, you, you know, you mentioned the uh, trailer and whatnot. It makes me think of that trademark, you know, that was released. Uh, I think Josh came a, a, across that, right? The G- uh, Generation Jurassic. Um, like, Maybe they'll take that kind of aspect and just like the first trailer will ne- won't necessarily be a ton of footage. It'll just be like flashbacks to the past and just kind of showcasing all the things that have happened up until now and kind of getting you hyped because that's what kind of that's what Star Wars did for their big you know ending of the franchise movie. So maybe we'll get something similar to that instead of like an actual first trailer. So could be a way to delay yeah. things. Even that, though, yeah. I mean, if you're not going to delay the movie, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I don't. I, I think they're honestly. I think they're just going to be like, well, let's just do what we can do here and get it out. I think they're going to do it, which is nuts, but I think they're going to get it out. Hopefully, it's all good. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> they make the movie they want to make. Like you're saying, like yeah. don't change anything, don't uh, compromise. That's that's really what I just don't want them to do is compromise and uh, just give us, you know, everything that you were going to make. And, you know, we, we keep hearing about a lot of animatronics and stuff like that. And I just want them to be there. So let's make sure they're there. Um, but yeah, uh, I think, I don't know if we covered everything, but uh, what was the question? Do we remember? Did oh. we cover the question? Um. <laughs> oh, uh, Oh no! Did we did we go on a tangent? Was that not we part of the question? We might have. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> was the question how is the how do you think it was about was it about the cast reacting or did we totally make that up? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, I don't I don't know who this voicemail uh, is from either. So in advance, guys, uh, tell us who you are. So we know. Um, that way we can say, hey, you. So this is uh, from another listener. Hey, JP fans. Uh, me again. And my question for you is, what do you think about having the, uh, a segment on your podcast that focuses on, on Jurassic Park related art? maybe called Jurassic Arts, like where you focus on art uh, that's both from fans and people who work on Jurassic Park, like Mm. Crash McCreary. And also, like, what do you think of the idea of a Jurassic World, like, Godzilla crossover. Ooh. I ask this because, <laughs> like, as you know, Legendary has had a hand in making two of the Jurassic World films and, and Behind the Monsterverse. And I'm pretty sure, sure like, if, that a good number of people 
people are also uh, fans of Godzilla, as well as Jurassic Park. So I just want to ask, would you pay to see a Godzilla Jurassic World crossover? I know I would, like maybe in comic form or or fanfic. I could even see, like, Owen, Claire, Dr. Grant, and even Ian Malcolm, like, becoming members of Monarch. (laughs) And they could even, like, introduce, like, hybrids of, like, dinosaurs and some of the kaiju, like, a hybrid of T-Rex and Godzilla call it Gojira Rex. <laughs> and uh, I came up this hybrid between uh, the Endoraptor and Ghidorah called the Gendoraptor. Raptor, which I had someone like draw for me on an art tray. Well, I, it sounds like it's cutting out, so I don't know what's happening there. Uh, okay, that was it. Um, Jen, do you uh, follow Godzilla at all? Um, no. That would that would be a soft no. A no. <laughs> okay. Well, I uh, I'm I'm a huge uh, Godzilla MonsterVerse movie fan. I I love these new movies that they're making. Godzilla with King Kong, and it, it's awesome. I love all these crossovers. Monarch, like he's talking about there. Um, this kind of company that's you know kind of experimenting things and trying to make this all work. And it's really awesome. It's actually like really a really great connected universe. (laughs) Like they've done a great job at connecting everything. Um, But as far as like crossing over into Jurassic, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not really into any kind of true real crossovers. If you're going to do a comic book or something like that, definitely like give us all these crossovers. I would love that. Like, if they just did fun crossovers in comics with Jurassic and any other franchises, that would be fun. Like I'd definitely read them. Um, but as far as like a movie, I don't think that would ever happen any, at any time, never. Um, and unfortunately the Jurassic franchise of dinosaurs and, and people and everything would, would not fare well versus Godzilla. <laughs> not at all like Godzilla would just decimate everything and all the other characters from Godzilla like Godzilla King of the Monsters I love that movie a lot I saw it like three times in theaters uh, I think I saw Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom three times in theaters um, and uh, yeah it, uh, it's a fun movie so I just can't imagine any of the Jurassic dinosaurs standing a chance in that battle <laughs> so that's unfortunate so yeah, they can barely stand up against a volcano. So I don't think Godzilla, you know, would harm the, uh would uh fall against them. But uh as far as the art segment, I like that. That's a good idea. Um I haven't really talked about one before. I don't really know how do you tackle an art conversation segment. I'm not an artist, so I don't really know, but I think probably an artist out there would probably have some insight into like how you would cover such a thing and talk about it or maybe discuss things with 
other artists or the artists themselves. Like that would be pretty cool. I would actually be into hearing about that. Yeah, but how, how that's that's a good thing. But how would you do an art podcast on a audio podcast? Yeah, that's art, my question. Art's something you need to see. Exactly. Like you could describe it and uh, you know have the. I feel like an art podcast would would be great like on our youtube channel or something like that if you're discussing yeah, I was gonna say that. yeah you'd, you'd have the visual right there you'd be able to see whatever the art is um otherwise you know i would not be the person to have on this podcast this segment because i'd be like well that's cool i like that green or those lines <laughs> and it looks like a dinosaur to me i don't know um but uh i do love the art of crash mccreary it's incredible it's amazing but uh, as far as like insight, I couldn't really bring a ton to that kind of segment. But uh, maybe it could be interesting for some. I don't know. I'll have to ask around for uh, to uh, a lot of my art friends. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, let's move on to our next one. We have two more and then we're out of here. We have uh, a voicemail here from Rowan. Let's take a listen. Hey, it's Rowan. I hope you guys are doing well. Hey, um calling for this mailbag hopefully i'm making it for the july one here the last you made it. last minute call uh what is it today july 2nd but uh i uh, wanted to talk about this dodson news that we heard about and uh i was just listening to the the wire that you had recently the ideas you guys were throwing around there and uh i was really liking the conversations that you were having about it uh i remember having similar ideas in a in a mailbag in the past about uh having woo somehow be involved in finding the old barbasol can um and so i was kind of envisioning the beginning of a movie the credits roll and the jurassic world dominion pops up you know the the font or whatever like the jurassic park font does but maybe have that instrument that plays when Nedry is raising the embryos that like that you know whatever that intro is called. Oh yeah. Cut to you're in the cafe. You see Nedry and Dodson having a conversation. You don't maybe you don't hear them, and you see Nedry get up, and when he gets up, you see across the cafe, woo sitting there with a perplexed look on his face and then you hear that music again that that uh like nedry music when he's stealing the embryos <laughs> flash to you know thunder and lightning flash to woo driving a jeep you know to that area where he thinks nedry was needed to go to get to the east dock you know finds nedry's jeep uh stumbles across Nedry in the Jeep, you know, I heard you guys talking on the wire. He'd open the door and, oh, he's disgusted because he sees Nedry's dead inside. Uh, and then maybe somehow, I, I think I called a while back saying this could be in the daylight or whatever, but I like the idea of it being stormy still because we don't know what happened to Wu during the storm and everything. So you could see like a glint of shine from off of the Barbasol can, maybe the mud washed away a little bit after it got all covered in mud. Uh, and then flash to a lab scene where he's talking to Dodson, blah, blah, blah. Flash to present day, woo, with the new 
or the uh, what is the briefcase or whatever that he went away with in the end of the last movie. I'm I'm rambling. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, it's awesome. I was just thinking that that'd be kind of a quick you could set up. Oh no, we lost him. That was it. Oh no, I don't know if there was any more, but uh, that was great, man. That was exactly like yeah, that was what we were describing. Like, but you did it in like more detail there, and it's perfect. I love like that music you know hearing that cafe like that's the way you have to set this scene up because we were talking about you know you can't just just say oh dodgson's back like people don't know who he is like they know that that dodgson dodgson we got dodgson here but like nobody cares you know nobody knows who he is (laughs) (laughs) that was a genius no, nobody yeah. cares. No, really. Like the an average Jurassic Park viewer or somebody who likes these the Jurassic World movies, they have no clue that this character is supposed to be somebody bigger than he is. Yeah. You know, so you have to reestablish who he is, and what better way than to go back to the cafe and like literally showcase that scene again? And uh, you know, it would be so perfect. And so many movies are into de aging right now, and. What better way to de-age? And, and specifically, like, Dr. Wu, he didn't, he hasn't, or, you know, B.D. Wong has barely aged anyway. So he would be a perfect candidate to do that. Um, and, yeah, the good thing about that cafe scene um, is the fact that uh, you don't actually know what happens at the end. Here, I, I pulled up the movie. Just, I just wanted to get some like, that music. <laughs> perfect. Dodgson walks up. Like, you could recreate this perfectly. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> like, honestly, I'm just envisioning, because they, they barely show you any of this sequence. And I've, I think it's like, it might be time to analyze this scene, like, deeply. And just see what's going on here. <laughs> so we've kind of just like, you know, talked about it, but never like in huge depth. So there's a lot of people eating at the cafe. But like, imagine that Dr. Wu is right there. And, and oh, man, I love it. I love the, all the ideas. I love uh, one thing that he left out, which we kind of threw in there as I think like the last second was um a run-in with an adult Dilophosaurus at the can. You know, when he goes to pick up the can, uh, Dr. Wu, he stumbles across the adult Dilophosaurus, who may be the baby, you know, because they're, they're like, uh, he says something about the, you know, uh, uh, big brother or something, right? Like, and we all know that the Dilophosaurus should be bigger than that. So why not show the adult Dilophosaurus? That would be awesome. Um but it gives you so many opportunities and, and he explained it perfectly. So I'll leave it at that. But, um, Oh, thinking about this scene gets me so hyped. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it comes true. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll predict something here. That would yeah, be awesome. They're going to have to do something. So why not that? <laughs> hey, Colin, you listening? This is a great idea. Do it. See, I think within our, and you're, and even with the wire and all of your, um, segments within a lot of babble, there are some genius ideas I feel like we've come across. Oh, like here yeah. and there, really and good I, ones. Like I said, my memory is terrible. Like, uh, so maybe, um, you know, kind of part of that conversation from Rowan in the past, 
you know, kind of threaded into what we were talking about last week. Um, you know, I wasn't trying to like steal his idea or anything. I don't, I honestly don't remember. So I'd have to go back and listen. Mm-hmm. I'm bad. I don't remember anything, but, um, I don't even remember what was like the last episode. Oh, it was the wire when, <laughs> but like even before that, I, I just blank on everything. But, um, yeah, I'll have to go back and try to check that out, but I have no clue where that is. So maybe you can remind me. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's awesome. So yeah, let's go ahead and move on to our last one. <laughs> We've been going for a while, so uh, let's hit it up. This one actually just came in as we were recording, and this is from our friend Victoria. What's going on? Hello, my name is Erotsiv. Oh, wait, A-I-R. Anyway, the name isn't important. What is important is this question. <laughs> it's for Jen. Who would win in a fist fight between Roland Tembo and Dieter Stark? Actually, that's not really my question. My question is for the both of you. Brad, Jen, what is one dinosaur species that you would like to see in Jurassic World Dominion? I apologize if this has been asked before. Uh, if not, uh, curious to see what your thoughts are. One unique dinosaur species that we've never seen before uh, that's not a hybrid, that is a real dinosaur in Dominion. You guys take care. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. You know somehow these all these voicemails find a way to kind of like weave in and out of what we're talking about in ways and <laughs> spelling of names and the pronunciations and everything um but yeah uh who's gonna win that fist fight first off <laughs> and oh, why do you, we lost world characters i don't even know who they are <laughs> it was dieter stark and uh roland tembo right is that what she said Look, let's just say Roland. He he would obviously win that. Um, but the bigger question, the good question was, uh, what uh, species do you want to see in, in Dominion? Well, see, I had one, and then she threw it in that we've never seen before, so that changed my answer. But my original yeah. was the tiny um, ankylosaurus, little bumpy. I want little bumpy in, like, the movie. So cute. <laughs> Spoilers so cute. for um, the end of... Uh, you know, season five of Camp Cretaceous is the uh, volcano gets her. So, oh no! <laughs> no, <I have> no. <laughs> oh no! Really? <laughs> no, could be. You don't know. It might be possible. I, I might cry. Oh my goodness! <laughs> She's so a grown cute. up. Anyway, by then. Then. She's an adult. Maybe you don't feel as bad. The tiny little ink, the baby ankylosaurus would been my pick, but now we have to do one that we have not seen. So, um, well, technically, we have one... not seen that one either. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, we have seen ankylosaurus before. True, that's very true. So I that got rid of my choice, but so one that we have not seen at all. Um, now I don't know how to pronounce this. You're gonna have to do it because you've done it for me before. <laughs> okay, yeah. But the, the ginormous bird one that begins with a Q. Oh, the Quetzalcoatlus? I don't even know if that. that's accurate. Um, I don't know, but, but that uh, one. That's the way I say it. They're too awesome. That, oh, man, you know, you talked about, you know, all these little, like, there's always, like, a, a nugget of something that's that's cool, like, in our conversations. Not everything is, but sometimes there is. And mm-hmm. uh, a while ago, me and Aaron were talking about um, an intro to to dominion and how it would utilize like that old footage of the cats you know i don't know if you remember but like there's that like test footage that's out there of a quetzalcoatlus or actually like i think two of them um kind of like attacking a beach and stuff and um 
it's beautiful. And uh, it was kind of like this promo thing for like an eventual Jurassic World movie um, or something. Um, but man, that would be awesome. That is a great pick. I, I wish that would happen, but I don't feel like they would give enough faith to a flying dinosaur in quotes, um, being like a front runner, you know, in, in the, uh, as, as far as uh, species go. But it's just so cool. Obviously yeah. I'm very into the extremes. I want a very tiny and kind of source the size <laughs> of a turtle and then a giant bird dinosaur, the size of a giraffe. So I'm very extreme. Yeah. But no, that is, that's probably the best pick there is honestly, like something we haven't seen. It's, scary big like literally like a size of a giraffe a bird mm-hmm. the size of it like that's horrifying i'm i'm a i don't like birds in general like they're just creepy but uh imagine one that big that's crazy I mean, like what's its wingspan it's it's just so great so crazy so i remember that dinosaur from my dinosaur safari game so that one stuck with me as being just insane so that guy i would love to see like for real. And as I say, in real life, but in a movie, <laughs> I guess. Well, it looks like the Out estimated the wingspan is 33 to 36 feet. Oh, my God. Wow. That is huge. Wow. So, that would be amazing to see yeah, that thing. That's massive. And just like, oh, man, that would be so awesome. Just knowing like movies that have done flying scenes before with like whether it's Avatar or, you know, something like that, like you, you could have this massive flying creature and it would look so terrifying and so you know i don't know so awesome menacing and and you know jurassic park 3 did it really well with their pteranodons mm-hmm. um hasn't really captured that terror yet uh since but um man that would be really cool and i wish that i wish they would have hope to like give that the, the main slot as far as like the big bad you know you had the indominus rex and then you had the indoraptor Imagine having something that was flying. That would be really cool. Something that's just like terrorizing the northwest uh, of the United States. That would be kind of cool. And then that thing could travel wherever it wants because as we saw at the end of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, there's pteranodons at, uh, you know, Las Vegas. So, I mean, that thing can block out the sun. Why would you not put that in your movie? Yeah, I wish. I wish. That would be amazing. That would be an awesome surprise. And I think it would be mm-hmm. terrifying enough. And, you know, so. kind of, you know, we've talked about like how a lot of these dinosaurs, like, well, well, can't you just catch them? Like, just get them. Like, they're, you know, they're easy to take down. But I feel like something like a Ketz would be a little bit more tough to capture. So that would be I, really I cool. I would even put that in the same category as the Mosasaurus because you can't really capture that easily either because mm-hmm. you don't really know where it is all the time and then it just comes out at you. And same with the with the flying ones. They could just swoop down any time. So I would put them in the same category, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the best pick. Um, I would. I, I wasn't even thinking about that, but yeah, I think I would pick that too. I never know when it comes to dinosaur species, like what do I want to see? There's nothing that really stands out as different um, enough because we've gotten, you know, we've gotten long necks. We've gotten uh, T-Rexes and Indominus, which is, you know, certainly not a dinosaur, but, it, you know, it's close enough. And Spinosaurus, so big theropods and stuff. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we've gotten Triceratops creatures, Ceratopsians, Ankylosaurids. So I don't know. I mean... I think the cats would be the best way to go. Um, 
you know, we got a Troodon in Jurassic World live tour. I mean, I would like to see that return in, in a film capacity. Um, I talked, you know, about the Dilophosaurus before. Now, you know, of course we saw that, but uh, the adult version would be really cool. So we didn't, we never saw that. Um, but yeah, I think the uh, cats is definitely the best way. So you, mm-hmm. you, you chose a good one there. Thanks. <laughs> That's how you contribute. There you go. You did it. I that, do. Instead, I thank you for not just saying, I'll, I'm going to be the one to just say yes this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you got to sometimes just say yes to things. You're right. You're absolutely you just, right. Nothing to add to that. No, no. There was, I mean, I added a lot of words that meant absolutely nothing. <laughs> so that was just a long yes. <laughs> A very long yes. And this has been a very long episode, as always. Uh, so two and a half hours in. Wow. Sorry to take up your entire night. So what do you say we uh, get out of here, I guess? That was it. That was it. That was was it. that enough? Does We're that feel out. short? That was July. <laughs> that was July. We'll be back for August, probably. Um, and uh, maybe the movie is still continuing. Hopefully everything's all good. And uh, we'll find out uh, month to month here in the world is very strange so we'll find out how everything is so uh thank you jen where, where can everybody find you online do you got anything good going on what's happening uh where can they find you well i'm always running in slow motion nowadays so i don't have anything going on unfortunately but you can always go find me at jennifer underscore lynn 89 um i do the bryce dallas howard network which needs updated terribly Twitter's updated. The website is not. But you can still go and check it out. I need I need to work on that. And then I do the Jurassic Vault that I've basically abandoned. But Josh posts on Twitter. <laughs> I need to work on things. You know. of my life right now. <laughs> right now I'm imagining you are that, um, that like snail thing from Monsters <laughs> University. Where, you know, he <laughs> yeah. shows up for the first day and he's like. <laughs> and he's oh, like trying as hard as he can to get to class. And then at the end of the movie and the extra in the credits. He's still in the same spot, running as hard as he can, and you find out that it's the end of semester and everybody's gone. (laughs) That is me. That is me, completely. I don't know why. I don't know why I can't move faster, but I'm running so fast. I'm just not going anywhere. That is me. Look, people have a good history of memeing this segment, so please, throw Jen's face on that snail. (laughs) No. (laughs) Like, there's probably one person still listening at this point. Tom, are you? I feel like Tom's good for that. He'll he'll definitely meme it, right? Tom, you there still? I don't know. <laughs> Is it past your bedtime? I don't know. I'm sorry, Tom. It's past my bedtime. It's past all of ours. So, yeah. let's get out of here. <laughs> okay. See you in August. All right. Bye. Thank you so, so much for listening to the 240th episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. Thank you so much to Jen for joining me again this week. Um, It's just so much fun to get to the bottom of these questions and concerns when so much news and and content's coming out and uh, discussion is at what seems to be a great high right now. There's so many good conversations happening right now and you all called in and like, like is, you know, I always say in these episodes, it's kind of crazy how you're all on the same page, right? You call in, you ask similar questions each, 
each month. It's kind of like a theme. You guys, Do you guys set this up ahead of time? I don't really know. Do you call each other and say, you know what? This month we should call and talk about this. And <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. It keeps the conversation fun and flowing and uh, relatable to each different conversation. I love it so much. So thank you to each and every person that called in, uh, wrote in, whatever the case may be. And of course, again, thank you to Jen for joining me for that. But um, I'm going to be done ranting here and raving. Uh, it's been a long episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. And uh, again, thank you to everybody who uh, participated in the Jurassic Gives Back uh, donation drive for Color of Change. Please go to our YouTube channel. Check out all of our videos. I'm going to go ahead right now and hand it off to myself for the outro. Take it away, dude. Thanks, everybody. Saddle up. Let's get this movable feast underway. Please give us a follow on Twitter at Jurassic Park Pod. And myself, at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram, at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So please be sure to subscribe. Also, don't miss our toy hunts and reviews, in-depth bonus content, live streams, gameplay, events and theme park coverage, and so much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of every episode, so please be sure to spare no expense. Don't miss us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode show notes, wonderful articles, bios from our contributors, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or email us, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening, and enjoy! Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.